Hello, I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films. I got a few notes for you before the show. First, I want to thank you all for watching. We couldn't do what we do or the amount of things that we do without the support of you, the viewer. If you want to support us financially, which we always appreciate, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us continue this and all the things that we do. I want to give a special shout out to our $25 supporters, Antitonic, Cat Waterflame, and Samantha Bates. Uh, second, I want to let you all know that we here at Final Show Films are planning a little get-together up at Gen Con this year. That's August 2nd through 5th up at Indianapolis. We're going to be up there sort of hanging out, enjoying the con, spending time together. And if any of you guys want to come up and say hi, please feel free. We don't bite unless you want us to. And if you enjoy whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to, be sure to check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you can find links to all of our other content, both podcast and video. And be sure to follow me at John A. Bates on Twitter for more updates on all of the content we're creating in the future. In the meantime, thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Storm, Earth, and Fire. I am William, and I am the Dungeon Master for this game. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and introduce our players. I'll introduce your characters in a minute, but we'll start with our players. Starting on my immediate left... I'm John! And on my middle left... Oh, Holly. Are we, Anna, are we unmuted? Uh, yes, we are. Okay. You're definitely <laughs> unmuted. I, I made certain to unmute. Are all the mics on is a different question. Yeah, it's like it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, on the far left, I'm units. On the immediate right, Stan. On the middle right, I'm Zach. And on the far right, I'm Rudy. And this is our Warcraft, our World of Warcraft RPG campaign, uh, Storm Earth and Fire, taking place uh, in the year 28, I believe, by the by the by the unofficial calendar. Um, but uh, before we begin, um, this this is a different system than we used for our previous campaign. It is based on D and D three point five, and it has a lot, a lot of house rules. Um, well, first of all, this system was released in the early two thousand. Yes, this was released. This system, the second edition of the system, came out around the time that World of Warcraft did not have any expansions. So we're talking two thousand four, and it also literally had an entire unofficial book released to add to literally do nothing but add house rules basically so it's a very house rule system so I have I have created a document and a list of house rules that I'm going to go over while the while everyone is finalizing their characters um, I have put the house rules that are related to character creation first so that in case any of you guys missed anything you can correct while I'm doing the rest of the house rules so starting out Character creation. Uh, this system that we've made that we've made with these house rules is kind of a mix of 3.5 and Pathfinder and some fifth edition rules. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna leave this as something that people can go back to for reference if they need it. Um, so character creation ability score limits. Um, no character score in any one attribute may exceed 20 points naturally, uh, with the exception of racial attribute bonuses, which can increase the cap by whatever your racial bonus is. Um, and also, whenever a character gets a uh, an attribute bonus every four levels, as is typical in D and D three point five, you get two points to distribute. You can put one in two different stats or two in one stat. Um, this is mostly to help ability score increases feel more significant, rather than when you're at an odd level, nothing happens every four levels. You know, um, but also to um, 
Also, it's there to help keep ability stats from getting too outrageous without magic, uh, so that numbers are staying a little bit more controlled. Um, class features. Uh, the druid, the hunter, the paladin, the priest, the shaman, and the tinker have all gotten class updates with the Even More Magic and Mayhem book, the one that we're talking about, the unofficial one. Um, that makes them slightly different from the core rules and generally a little bit more fun and entertaining to play, so everyone here is trying, I'm assuming, to keep the Even More Magic and Mayhem rules as the ones they're primarily going off of for those classes, which you mean we have a shaman, we have a priest, and uh, potentially two tinkers. Um, so those are the ones that are relevant for. Um, skill points. We are using the Pathfinder skill point system, which means that instead of getting four times the normal skill points at level one, you get your base class's number of skill points plus your intelligence modifier, but whenever you put your first skill point to any class skill, you get a plus three bonus, always. And that plus three bonus counts for stuff like ranks for spellcraft and for requirements for prestige classes. Um... Background feats. Everyone in this party, after some conversation with me, is starting with a couple of background feats based on their history with uh, with the setting. Um, with the exception of our Tinker, who has one background feat and one invention that he's starting with. Yay. Um, feat progression. Uh, again, this is a Pathfinder thing. Uh, characters will be getting a feat every odd level, as opposed to every three levels, as is traditional for 3.5. Um, trade skills. Uh, the Even More Magic and Mayhem book, again, another one of those rules that it came up with was uh, it sort of crunched down uh, all of the craft skills and profession skills, because, let's be honest, a lot of characters had points in those that they could never figure out how to use, like Profession Baker. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it's crunched them down into a bunch of uh, trade skills that those of you in the audience who are more familiar with World of Warcraft should recognize. We have um, Alchemy, Architecture, blacksmithing, brewing, carpentry, cooking, first aid, fishing, fletching, enchanting, engineering, herbalism, jewel crafting, leatherworking, masonry, mining, poison making, skinning, tailoring, and trap making. People can only take two of any of these trade skills at once, uh, which is only two with the exception of cooking, fishing, first aid, and brewing, which anybody can take any amount in. And then crafting times. Because this is relevant to our tinker, especially. Um, eight hours of work on any crafting skill, which is what you'll be doing on a lot of on a lot of downtime, uh, will result in amount of progress in gold pieces equal to a trade skill check times the DC of the item being crafted. You follow all of the other all the other crafting skills as normal. You still have to put aside a third of the materials or less if you're a tinker at times. Um, and that's all of the character creation stuff. That should be enough for you guys to finish up any, anything that you had to change on your character sheets before you get started. But uh, the other rules for everyone, mana points. Uh, this campaign is using a mana point system, uh, which is basically it uh, puts, instead of the fancy and magic system that D&D 3.5 normally uses, uh, every character gets an amount of mana with every level that they can cast spells at. Um, primary spellcasters, which are shamans, healers, you know, the, the healers and the arcanists and the runemaster, get 1d4 plus their spellcasting modifier every level. They get their maximum at first level, so 4. Um, and secondary casters like Paladins and Hunters and the Assassin Prestige class uh, get 1d2 plus half their ability modifier on the levels that they get to cast spells at. And then spell preparation. This is the one that I've had to change myself. Um, characters can prepare a number of spells per spell level that is dependent on their spellcasting ability score. 
which is staying as it is in the book, but it used to be that ranks in spellcraft could increase your number of spells prepared. Um, you could prepare an extra spell per spell level for every four ranks in spellcraft, which got to be a lot at higher levels, as we saw in our previous podcasting campaign with our one particular mage who had every spell and with three different types of metamagic. Um, so in, the, in this particular system, spellcraft is going to work that every two ranks in spellcraft will let you prepare an additional spell level, uh, which means that, for instance, a, uh, a spellcraft with access to first, second, and third level spells with eight ranks in spellcraft originally could prepare an extra two first, sec- first level spells, an extra two second level spells, and an extra two third level spells. But with this change, they can prepare an extra four levels of spells, which could be two first level spell or two two second level spells, four first level spells, one third level, and one fourth level. Any combination thereof. Uh, and this is we're almost at the end. There's only one more thing left, I which is I missed that last part. <laughs> I'll remind you if I need to. There's only one thing left, uh, which is death and dying. Um, this is we just don't. You just don't. We just don't. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very easy to accidentally die in D&D 3.5, um, which is fine for a lot of campaigns, um, but for me personally as a dungeon master, I like to make death a threat when I want it to be a threat, rather than having characters just get blindsided by something and accidentally be dead. Um, so I'm borrowing the D&D 5th edition death saving throw rules, which are when you drop to zero hit points, you go unconscious, and you start making death saving throws. Three failed death saving throws means you die, Three successes means you uh, means you stabilize. A death saving throw is just a d20 flat. If you roll a 10 or higher, you succeed. Anything that modifies all your saving throws, not just one in particular, will increase your death saves, but nothing that just modifies your reflex saves or anything like that. Um, any, any damage a character takes while they are down is a failed death saving throw, and any critical hits a character takes while they are down are two failed death saving throws. Beyond that... Um, basic general note, uh, we're just trying to keep everything flowing at a decent pace and trying to keep numbers from getting too outrageous. So if I um, pass over, if I decide I don't want to keep tracking a certain floating modifier or if I just want to shortcut a little bit of math at times, just just flow with it because I'm not trying to screw the players over and I trust that none of the players are trying to sneak anything past me or make my head explode. So, awesome. look, 738 damage is perfectly reasonable for uh, one hit from a 10 level character. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, so, <laughs> if I if I if I shortcut anything or make any or make any just decide not to track any floating modifiers for specific things for every once in a while, I'll just roll with it because I'm just trying to keep everything flowing at a good pace. He doesn't want Austin to break the game again. So, the TLDR 3.5 has a whole lot of numbers. We're using the ones we like. Yes. <laughs> We're using the numbers that make sense to me. So, if everyone's had some time to, to prepare, we can go ahead and get started. Everybody ready? I'm waiting for confirmation for everyone. I'm sure. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just having to rework some skills on that. Okay, cool. So, let's roll right into it then. Yeah. <sighs> 28 years after the first war between man and orc, the blazing sun beats down upon the clay desert of Durotar. It is nearing the height of summer, meaning the heat is especially oppressive, and the box canyon of the Valley of Trials is practically sweltering. But such is the test of this land. Here, 
we join the races of the Horde, a nation of peoples most consider most would consider monsters, but who have carved their lives from the harsh, unforgiving landscape that they call home. It is a constant trial to survive in Duratar, the home especially of the orcs of the Horde. Uh, but to survive here in this desert is to prove yourself worthy of whatever challenges await you. And speaking of worth, today we join a group of five adolescents, uh, just reaching their rite of passage. They're just reaching their adulthood. Today is the day of your Omrigor, your rite of passage into adulthood. The group of you stand lined up in the beating sun, dressed in light skins and hides designed for comfort in the dry heat of this land. And before you stands a grizzled old orc, dressed in a leather vest that is perpetually open, uh, leather breeches designed to breathe easily, and foot wraps that leave the toes exposed. Uh, his long brown hair is receding in the front, but flows long in the back with a single top knot above the rest of the mane. Uh, his beard is lengthy and wild, but speaks of age and experience, with the faintest hint of gray coming in near the roots. Um, this is Kaltok, uh, and for the past year he has been your overseer at the Valley of Trials, making sure you are fed, clothed, and kept safe in the harsh environments as you learn, struggle, and find some idea of who, you, of who you're going to be in your coming adulthood. Um, as you're all lined up before him, he gives each of you a thorough glance over before he speaks. All right, you lot. Today is the day you prove yourselves to be true citizens of the Horde. If you've all finished your breakfast, let's get you equipped and ready and send you to meet your proctor. Now, if we could have each of you go ahead and describe yourself, starting with John. Uh, Garrick stands at 8 foot 6 and 652 pounds. He has often been mistaken for a green wall. Um... Is the oldest of the group? Is probably one of the one of the oldest uh, uh, students, one of the oldest uh, orcs in the Valley of the Trials, at least that are not t- as teachers. Um, this just massive brick shit house of a of, a, of an orc uh, with uh, black hair that's pulled back into a top knot, very similar to uh, uh, other male orcs, shaved close on the sides. With a big, with a nice big uh, black beard on his chin, and very, very clear, bright blue eyes, um, in the midst of his green skin, um, being one of the uh, one of the orcs born in the internment camps, he has a lot of scarring all over his body. Like one might expect him to be a multi-year, a multi-war veteran with the amount of scars that he has, um, and it's just always very alert and attentive no matter what's going on. And Holly, your character? Uh, Kiana is uh, also an orc. She is about about six foot five. And um, she is athletically built. She has long black hair with the left side of the black hair Um, done up in intricate braids all the way down, and the right side is just straight down. She has only one arm. She is missing her left arm, her entire left arm. Like, at the shoulder. Like, yeah, right at the shoulder. She is wearing um, a lot of just, like, tannish browns, and um, 
she is not wearing straps. She's wearing strapless because of her arms. And uh, heavy, thick boots that look like they are lined with fur. Uh, and Austin? Alright, so my character is a troll, but rather than a lot of the trolls who wear a large amount of ceremonial jewelry and adornment, uh, he is very, what's the word, simply dressed, he, very functionally dressed. His hair has been very rough cut short. His the, the few clothes he wears are basically straps of thickened animal hide to cover vital spots. Even for a troll, he is exceptionally tall and grisly looking. Uh, as young as he is, his uh, muscles are very thickly corded and again, even for a troll, he has no fat on his body whatsoever. Uh, he has bright Green, got a greenish blue, like a teal skin, and uh, orange hair. All right, and Stan, you're not here at the moment. I'll deal with you. I'll deal with you when you show up. Um, Zachary. So Leaf is a half orc, or I suppose half human, uh, and in a particular environment, he's he's fairly tall, um, and also. Rail thin, um, a, a fairly lanky individual. He, his clothes are clearly quite functional, but also uh, uh, decorated quite well with various uh, sunburst uh, and sun ray type imagery. Uh, he has some uh, small amount of. Uh, Tattoos on his body, mainly along his uh, right arm, that also depicts similar motifs. His hair is moderately long, uh, pulled into a ponytail in the back, and then uh, with uh, braids in the front as well, as is the typical orcish fashion. Uh, he also has a staff, uh, but other than that, he seems to uh, dress fairly practically. And Rudy? And, uh, Rick is a a uh, dark a dark gray uh, Torin. He uh, he stands at a seven seven foot seven, and uh, and uh, he, he he has a is main braided down to uh, both sides, down short, just short of uh, his chest. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't wear. He doesn't uh, dress very fancy. He doesn't have any of the jewelry that other Torin tend to wear. Uh, he's he's kind of he's covered in uh in some some. Uh, he has marks on him like tattoos and stuff uh, of various uh, various designs. Yeah. All right. So all of you have been gathered up, and as, as Kaltung says, um, all right, let's get each of you equipped. Uh, uh, 
bring up the car. And uh, he indicates behind him and a group of older orcs, um, some who have been acting as guards, kind of bring up a small wagon that is uh, loaded with uh, weapons and armor. Um, and each of you each of you carry with you your backpack. You carry um, all of the stuff that you normally need with you, um, any rations that you keep on you, any uh, tools that you use. Uh, and you each have measured out in a variety of um, amounts of copper and silver um, the amount of money that you've been able to earn through various jobs that you've been working here at the Valley of Trials over the course of the past year, an amount of money up to about ten gold on your person. Um, uh, Galfon, you might not have any on you, all things considered. No, probably not. (laughs) Um... But uh, each of you, um, uh, Cal Tunk looks over each of you, and can I see the core rules real quick? Looking for weapons. Specifically, weapons and armor. If they have plate armor, I'll take it. And not parts. You have some. You have some heavy armor. I, I don't feel like plate is really a. Uh, I can't wear it. I can I only wear medium armor. Yeah. I feel like high. Yeah. I have zero decks. I have zero agility, so uh, agility agility uh, caps are not a problem for me. Does lower your speed? Your speed, though. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for each of you, um, they do have uh, Galfon. You are given a uh, a collection of spears. Um. As you are typically, you see, you have your, you are given the shield that you've grown a little bit familiar with over the over the course of your over your training year, aka a plank yeah. <laughs> that happens to have arm straps on it, um, and a collection of one spear, like an actual two-handed spear that you can make use of, and uh, I believe ten javelins. That you can no, is it a twin spear or a short spear? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, you have a, you use a short spear because yeah, you, use, I have you shield. use a shield. Yeah, you have one one short spear and a, t- a collection of ten javelins. Okay. Uh, and you don't wear any armor, do you? Uh, padded. Padded? Or leather. Yeah, you wear, you wear light armor? Yeah. Yeah, in which Barbarian. case... In which case you are you are given, yeah, you're given a uh, some padded armor. Okay. Um, Shiona... Uh, you have your weapon on you because it's the one that you've it's the one that you were custom given by Caltunk to suit your needs. You have a you have a set of orcish claws of attack that you've been training with over the course of the years, which is a bracer with with three metallic claws that emerges from the top of the bracer that you keep strapped onto yourself most times. Uh, but you are given a brace of uh, six throwing knives um, and your standard padded armor as well because you also wear light armor. Um, um, uh, Garrick, you've been training with the blade mostly, the large blade as well. So you are given um, the relatively appropriate large weapon that they have for you, which will be uh, the great sword. You're given. You're you're given a great sword. Less a great sword, more a massive machete. Basically, it's a giant. It's a giant slab of metal. That uh, has an edge. You should give him a knock and hide so we can fight from like 60 feet away. <laughs> um, and a suit of and a suit of hide mail, as you are as you're one who wears medium armor. Yeah, suit of hide armor. Yep. Um, 
you you have your rogues and your staff, so you don't need much in the way of weapons, but you are given a basic club to defend yourself if anything gets too close. Um, and you, you don't need any weapons or armor, so that was mostly moot for you. You, you have these fists, you see, and they're the size of a normal man. I also have... Um... I strapped to my left forearm. I have a, a carved wooden turret as well. Yes. Not, not when you have made yourself. Though. Yeah. So. No. It's 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 sort of a weird. It's sort of an amalgamation of all the horde races. Yeah. Like in one totem, it's just strapped on my arm. Um, and uh, after after you've all been properly kitted out, um, uh, Kaltunk. All right. So on the western edge of the valley, as you're familiar with, are the tents where most of the visiting shamans tend to stay. You'll find your proctor in the largest one, currently issuing smoke. He will be the one giving you your trial. If he is... He's he's been having visitors today, so if he's busy, don't interrupt until someone leaves, but... Go there now and wait to get your exam. Enter once once you're certain it is clear. Do we know each other's names already? Yeah, you've been here for a year. You have uh, you have interacted with each other. At the very least, you know each other's names. Um, you might not have interacted much. You probably had to go out and fetch cactus apples one day together, and you know, for for food for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you, at the very least, know each other's names, and you've interacted a little bit. Very well. Let's go to the Proctor's tent. And I will turn and start walking. Uh, I will... Not standing up, because <laughs> why use two legs when I have four? Mm-hmm. Follow behind. Alright, uh, so... You're assuming follow? All right, so you you make your way over towards uh, the towards the shaman's tents, um, and uh, you, as you're heading that way, you do notice a uh, a large tauren uh, heading into the tent that you that you pointed out, um, and you get just close enough to hear um, his his greeting. Is um, he just says loud enough for the group of you to hear as he approaches? Thromka, uh, spirit speaker. And from there on, it's just hushed conversation that you can't quite make out from outside the tent. Um, as you as you wait there for a couple of minutes, I mean, I've got a really good listen score. You can certainly try. Twenty-one. Um, you pick up faint bits of conversation. Um, it seems like there's been some interesting conversation among the shamans lately that is uh, speaking of disturbances and uh, unsettlement among the, the spirits lately and potential indications of what might be coming soon um, and conversations about how that might affect the Omnigore and the other person seems to be confident that uh, everything should go at least mostly according to plan. So, is this anything I've heard before with my training in the shamans? Under the shamans? Uh, it's recent conversation. You might have heard something like this in the past few months, but it's definitely very recently you've noticed that the shamans seem to be feeling like there's um, something big on the horizon. And 
just again out of curiosity, is is this anything that the spirits have talked to me about, or that I've heard uh, you've voicing had, irritation about? You've had only um, brief conversations uh, up up until now with spirits, so uh, for you haven't really had a lot of time to speak with any of them for long enough to understand any irritation. So it's not something you've experienced yourself. Okay. Um, but after after a few minutes of conversation, the uh, the Tauren steps back out of the tent and notices the group of you and just um, ah, you must be here for your trial. Please enter. And he just kind of leaves leaves the tent flap open and heads off into his own direction. I'll duck into the tent. Doors open. Walk through. Yep. Yep. All right. So. Uh, the, as you enter the tent, the smell of burning incense and herbs lingers in the air with a faint grayish smoke. Uh, before you, opposite a small fire issuing the smoke into the air, is a troll uh, dressed in very ornate robes. His blue, mossy skin is pierced in several places with ornamental spikes of bone, uh, and his face is painted with the visage of a skull, uh, the upper half adorning the upper half of his face. His long Leaf green hair is tied into a wild mess of braids that cascade down his back, with a pair of them resting in front of his shoulders around chest level. But despite the deathly appearance of his face paint, he greets you all with a warm smile, his long, threatening tusks pulling his lips back and showcasing the equally sharp front teeth that he has as he greets you all with a with a grin. Ah, uh, you must be my students. My name is Spirit Speaker Razjun, and I be a proctor for the Amrigor. Tramkab, my brothers. Akamagosh, Spirit Speaker. Ah, it'd be good to see each of you, and it'd be my honor, he says, looking at the two of you, at, at, uh, at the three of you, actually, um, the three orcs of the group. Um, two and a half orcs. <laughs> to be uh, to be the first troll to issue the Amrigor. So, I understand you might be wanting to find out what you got ahead of you. You might be in a rush to see what the spirits have in store. Well, worry not. It's a bit of a tradition that... The Amrigor each year will reflect the trials that we expect the up-and-coming generation to face. And there be an amount of turmoil in the world today. The spirits be restless. They speak of confusion and danger. And to that end, the Amrigor reflects this. There be a hidden path in the Valley of Trials that leads to a secret place where the shamans usually go to commune, to speak with the spirits and ask of them what they can learn. Your trial be twofold. First, you find the hidden path. You find it and you follow it to its end. To the giant standing stone the shamans gather around. Find it Meditate on it. Speak, commune with the spirits. And they offer the next part of your trial. I give you fair warning. 
as I say, the spirits be in turmoil. The trial they offer might not be simple, might not be peaceful, but they are here to test you. The advice they give, the challenge they set, will prove who you be in the horde. I just offer whatever official horde response it is to say, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what it Dabu, is. Dabu. Dabu. Now go. May the spirits watch over you. I assume by the fact that I've been given this task that I do not know where this path you is. You do not know where <laughs> I'm assuming that that was so much jibber-jabber. I mean, you understand Orcish and Troll. Yes, but, like, there were a lot of words there that... How much you put into it, yeah, is actually... <laughs> He's gonna follow me. Was there any indication of where the heck he was talking about? Um, give me... Let me see. What knowledge is... Like, knowledge, I don't. Yeah, well... No. I can survival. Yeah, you can roll me a survival check. I also roll survival check. Yeah. Anyone who wants to see if they can recollect where this path might be can go ahead and roll me survival. I rolled a 22, but I didn't hear Knowledge religion might help, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, you know everything. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're not here to impart your wisdom on us. Um, 25. Well, on a match 20. All right. What you, uh, what you got with it? Uh, what does that make your knowledge religion? Religion? 26. 26? Ooh. All right. Uh, Shiana? Wait, what did we just roll? Survival. Oh, I did roll right then. Uh, 15. 15? Uh, Galphon? Managed to 15 somehow. <clears throat> Alright. Uh, Brick? Uh, 22. 22? Alright. Um, so, most of you, uh, over the course of the year, you've seen several shamans come through the Valley of Trials. Uh, many of them uh, have been here to offer lessons, uh, to give uh, history or or advice on the spirits. Um, but several of them came simply to commune and seem to have uh, wandered off in a direction south of of the Valley of Trials, uh, southwest. Uh, like the the gate the gate out of the Valley of Trials is southward facing, uh, and they seem to go somewhere immediately upon entering to the left from where they were from where they entered. So it'd be somewhere on the west end of the southern side of the Valley of Trials. So south within the valley or south outside? Definitely the within the valley. Okay. I believe I know where many of our shamans congregate. At least some of them that enter that do not come to teach. We could look there. I basically get the. All of you rolled high enough to know that. Yeah. You and I only rolled one point difference. Yeah. I'm familiar. Without saying anything, she's already gone. You look around and Shiona's already out the, out the tent. Well, I suppose we should catch up to Shiona. Are you going that jumper? Yep. Head that way. Oh, everyone else is going. May as well follow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you all make your way towards the southern end, um, and it the uh, the Valley of Trials. Like I said, 
it's it's hot because it's the height of summer and uh, and it, the the Valley of Trials is basically a box canyon, so there's no wind uh, to to keep the to to keep the the heat down. Uh, so you're feeling the full force of the sun on you as you as you wander out um, looking for any particular path that you might be able to find. Um, and it's obviously not a beaten path, because if it was, it'd be, it wouldn't be a hidden path. Um, so I would like everyone to roll me uh, either perception or survival. Survival! Perception, spot, right? Yes, spot. Uh, 18. Eleven. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. I think I lost there. It's a survival. Pardon? Plus nine is a You have to have a certain number of ranks in it, though, don't you? So you have ranks there. So long as it is one of your learned skills. Yep. Although I believe it's specifically for survival in regards to finding fish. Yeah. That's right. That would make it a something. Yeah. Okay. Rest for providing food. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that. All right. Um, so Garrick and Galfon, the two of you, um, as you make your way around, you spot ever so faintly. And it's difficult to see because the uh, the sand. The only reason that you're that you're able to spot it is because of the fact that there's no wind, and you suspect that if if this valley ever got a strong gust of wind, which it does occasionally, um, these footprints might blow away. But you do spot uh, some footprints that go away from the general body of the valley that seem to head up into the hills. I imagine if this place does get wind, it gets. A lot of wind, because if the wind's heading right, just the right direction. Yeah, if it's heading in just the right way, you get all of it. But any other direction is just completely cut off. I mean, I, I see path, follow path. All right. Sounds uh, like some sound logic. Yep. Um, Not that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts off. Like, no, no, I, I just yeah. literally just like start walking. I believe I can see the path. Well, yeah, is heading. All right, um, and after after a while of going, um, it quickly becomes apparent part of why this path is so hidden is because it's moving up and down through the rocky surface of the of the the valley walls uh, that make it a box canyon. Um, there's it, it's a lot of the path is where you can find foothold to continue walking that isn't sheer valley walls. Um, so there's a lot of just guesswork on where you might be able to to, to move. It's, it seems like this this path is particularly designed in that it is hard to follow and easy to miss unless you are either following someone or being guided. Um, and it's also, there's a lot of climbing up and over things. I would like everyone uh, just to give me a general... Just give me a general climb check. Just to see how well you're handling. Would jump be applicable? Uh, or is it 
not like just vaulting yeah, over. Yeah, it's not just like vaulting over stuff. It's act, it's act, it's actively like climbing walls. Okay. Yeah. How well are you getting up, up and over uh, walls and cliff faces? Twenty. No. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah, one. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. No, not a natural Fourteen. one, right? No. There was no overcheck penalty location on the character sheet, so I didn't add a thing in. <laughs> yeah, it's a minus three. Yeah, so minus three plus two, so minus one total. Um, so, seven. So, uh... Most of you are able to climb uh, one of these, one like one of these particularly sheer cliff faces. Most of you are able to climb up, uh, including Shiona. Uh, but as uh, as each of you make your way up, you are finding that the uh, the the half work of the group uh, is just having a bit of trouble trying to trying to get up the wall. It seems. I will. Uh, how much? How much do you weigh? Um. Lighter than most orcs, like 150 pounds or so, or uh, probably like how tall are you? Upper end of 100, but all right. Uh, um, you know, I'm not carrying a lot. I'll I'll throw over my back and start going up things. Uh, I don't need strength. Get that strength. Ooh, I should roll for I mean, no. <laughs> it's a three on the die. Um. <laughs> You reach down to try and lift him, but I mean, he might be lighter than most orcs, but he's still got orc heritage. He's he's heavy enough, and you're trying to pull him up a cliff, so you're having some trouble as well trying to get him up. I'll smack him on the head and yank on him again to indicate that he's supposed to be helping me. <laughs> Go ahead and roll another climb check uh, with advantage because you're getting you're getting assistance from him. With advantage, yeah. Good, but that three doesn't count. <laughs> Instead, that 18 counts as 17. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I slipped out back one. Really? <laughs> yeah. With uh, with 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 the help of Galfon, you managed to to point to haul yourself over this wall and managed to make your way uh, up the up the cliff face. Um, after probably a good uh, another 10, 15 minutes of moving through this rough terrain, um, you managed to find your way to. It's almost a bowl in the middle of the, the valley walls, where all of the massive rock uh, pillars and walls that make up the Box Canyon kind of gradually dip down and inward into this small, uh, almost bowl-like uh, chamber, in the center of which is this massive stone pillar that seems to have been hewn out not by hand or by tools, but just almost as if it just punched its way up from the earth, and is adorned that has been carved a uh, the symbol of uh, some orcish rune that uh, rep- that um, is the indicator for um, communion. Is the orcish rune for for communion? Do I feel anything coming into this area? Uh, roll me a spirit check. Just flat, 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 spirit. flat spirit check? Yeah. Me too. 20. Yes. Mm. I'd like to roll an apathy check. <laughs> Only eight. <laughs> um, 
So you you're not as accustomed to this. You're you're more accustomed to the holy light with your with your background. But um, you as a shaman, uh, as, even as an even as a uh, even as a neophyte shaman, um, you can feel this is a place where the spirits are paying attention. This is a place where the it might be something about the land. It might be something about the uh, about the pillar. But there's. This is a place where the spirits can converge. It's a place where they can easily find their way to to communicate with the people who are meditating here. The spirits are active here. I believe this is the place. And I will move forward to sit down and begin to move. Mm-hmm. The rest of you? I'm going to try to sort of refocus my efforts to sort of pay attention to what's going on with the area upon noting his observation. Roll me sense motive. Ooh. Sense the motive of the spirits. Uh, 24. Uh, At his mention, you just kind of close your eyes and focus for a minute, and you can almost feel it, because you realize you're in the middle of a bowl. There's no way there should be any wind here. But you can feel it, just that whisper of wind past your ears and the faint rumble of the earth beneath you. You can you can feel the, the presence of the spirits here. Come, friends. Gather round. Uh, I'm, like, crawling around the thing looking for things. <laughs> Harsh eyebrow at that. Because I'm supposed to be here to look for something. I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're they're marking that it's here. So I'm just like looking around, poking at the dirt, seeing if I can find anything. Uh, you, you don't seem to. All that seems to be here is this bowl and this pillar. For all the searching that you're doing, you just keep seeing this pillar in the middle how, of this. How tall is this pillar? It's like 15 feet. I bet I have to get on the pillar and look around. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and be a climb check. <laughs> uh, 17. So the, the troll starts to, like, hand over hand climb the side of the pillar and, like, sits on top of it and looks around. I, Perches, uh, not sits. I, I, uh, assuming that if the spirits don't want him up there, they'll kick his ass off, I'm going to start commuting with spirits. Alright. Uh, so you, you sit down and close your eyes and just begin to, to focus and, and clear your thoughts. Uh, you're looking around. You're still just seeing these canyon walls. What are the rest of you doing? I guess follow suit. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna just sigh, roll her eyes, and flop down. And I, I'll, I'll pull the pull the totem off my arm and just set it down. Brick, I'll go break it. So Galfon, you noticed all of the people that are here with you are just sitting down around the pillar and closing their eyes. This is not nap time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see anyone hop off the pillar and just sort of like. You know, like dogs sniff around for things. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, doing that. Okay. Uh, you don't. <laughs> it smells weird here, but it's not like something specific. It's just this place seems odd, and you can't figure out what it is. Gonna keep looking until I find. All right. I mean, if, if I don't find, I'm just gonna keep looking until someone tells me something else. <laughs> um. So, all of your closing your eyes and just kind of trying to clear your thoughts and trying to focus, but for some reason, every time you every time you start to empty your thoughts, you just hear the sound of 
scratching and sniffing and patting around as Galifon <laughs> is trying to find right. something. John is going to get up, grab him by the collar, and just slam him down. Uh, make me a grapple roll. Grapple roll. Yeah, grapple roll. Grapple roll. Um, he just stands up and you know, it's like <laughs> your grapple is literally just your strength modifier right oh, now. Okay. <laughs> Plus one because you do have a base attack bonus. Oh. No, she doesn't. Oh, all okay, right. Rogue get medium bad. Right. Twenty-one. Nice. <laughs> yep. So you know the, you're, you're you're trying to look around and this this orc woman with only one arm just kind of reaches around and grabs you by the the, the, the neck of your armor and just pulls and looks you square in the eyes. And then just makes a sitting and just like like she, pulls she just you, points she, down. she like pulls you up, pulls you close, points down, and then just like shoves on your collar. <laughs> Go far. She points at the other sitting <clears throat> and then points at you now. You must Yanks you down. <laughs> squats down mm-hmm. angrily, <laughs> impatiently. All right. Um, I would like everyone. After that, after everyone is like actually sit down and is trying to think on something, I would like everyone to make me a will save. Okay. Say people sitting down and thinking. Yes, even you, Galphon. Uh-huh. 20. Yes. 23. Six. Okay. <laughs> You're too irritable, isn't it? No, she is. No, no, it's. Hey, come on, fucking hey. spirits, talk to me. <laughs> Just tell me. Seventeen. Nice. Uh, you're not there. Goblin <laughs> <laughs> isn't there, William. Um, you already made this clear. Um, so we'll go one at a time. Um, uh, Garrick, as you close your eyes and focus, and you try to commune. This is something you've done before, but here it almost feels natural. And as you just close your eyes and focus, you hear in your mind the whisper of the wind begin to speak to you, and you just hear this faint voice like a breeze. And so the sun comes. The warrior who has been deprived of childhood. You who would lead, who would rise. You come to seek guidance. Here, there is turmoil. Here, there is danger. Those who you stand with will need decisiveness, will need leadership. You must be Swift as the wind, you must choose the direction that blows you towards it. And you must go. You must make your decision. You must act without hesitation. But you have seen so much. There is so much pain in you. Can you put it aside? Can you act without hesitation, without fear, without worry for what might go wrong? Can you be decisive as the summer storm? For the horde, 
you shall prove it. And from before we go continue from there, we'll move to uh, Leaf. Uh, as you close your eyes and you try and focus, and you try and focus, it's something you're not used to. And after a while, you manage to clear your thoughts, and you hear almost this dripping noise, like raindrops on a, on a pond, just this drip, drip, drip. And through that dripping noise, you hear a voice that almost sounds like it's being spoken to you from underwater, as just this faint, flowing noise communicates to you, now comes a child of poo worlds. You who are here because you have been rejected from your other home. Do you seek us to become one with this place? Or do you seek us for yourself? Are you here to become accepted? Or are you here to become who you are? I owe these people a tremendous debt. They will need you. You bear the spirit to mend, the will to heal. Like water to salve a wound, you must be there when your companions are broken. You must be the flow that will wash away their pain, or they will break beneath the tide. But now you must prove it. Galfon, as you do your best to try and figure out whatever it is these people are trying to focus on, and you try and figure out what exactly it is that everyone is trying to close their eyes and listen for, you hear something. Alright, I'm looking for it. This low rumble beneath the earth, and wherever you open your eyes and look, you don't see anything. You look around, you don't hear words per se, because words are meaningless to you, for the most part. You understand them, but they don't carry weight. Yeah. You don't hear words. You feel a connection. You feel the essence of the earth beneath you. You feel your sensations spread across miles. You're not looking through your eyes anymore. You're looking through the earth. You see the ground around you and understand the vastness of it. You understand the force ground and what it means, how it can roll, how it can crush, how its sheer weight is such that you feel like nothing could stand before a rock slide. Um, and you feel this connection, this earth that connects not just you, but everyone that stands upon it. You understand that every living being lives upon this massive earth, this connection. And you see how small you are in comparison to the vastness of this earth. And you see 
as small as you are, with everyone else near you, you're just that much larger. With all of these people around, you are just that bit more. Which makes sense. Individually, I'm meaningless. I am part of the pack. Yes. And you get this sensation that such is the nature of Earth. A single pebble is but a speck. But together it becomes the rock slide. And you get this sense of query of will you be this pebble that strays or will you join your brethren and become the landslide? He feels no need to answer this query. And you get... He, he's not hes not self-reflective. There's really the understanding that, you know, individual life is meaningless. I am here because, you know, there, there is the sense of pack oneness. I am here to exist in my pack to survive and to continue. So you you get this sensation of curiosity as to how you will show this. Uh, and then we move to Brick. Brick, as you clear your thoughts and focus, it's not it's not one of the elements that reaches out to you. You hear a voice that sounds old and aged. It is the voice of an ancient torrent that reaches out to you. Ah, young descendant, here you come to find who you are, like so many before you. You pursue an ancient art, and you seek knowledge, and you seek truth. To what end will you walk this earth in the pursuit of truth? And who will you walk this earth with? shall you walk this earth in the pursuit of truth? Who shall you walk it with? With those that with, with those that uh, with those that, that seek with those that seek the truth as well. Whether they, whether they stand with me now or in the past. Then you walk with those who are of your kind. And you walk with those who will call themselves your allies. But know that you must never walk alone. Or you will fall alone. Now you must rise and defend your allies. Shauna, you 
close your eyes and you just sit and you focus and you try and reach out and nothing happens and nothing happens and you're waiting for minutes on end and you just start to get more and more frustrated as nothing seems to be happening and you start to wonder why these stupid spirits aren't saying anything and you just focus and try and right as you're about to give up you feel you just almost you just are about to just stand up and get up and then wham like a spike of flame in your mind you hear this voice rush in and it burns to hear and it's painful to hear as it crackles like an open flame in your mind weak you are weak frail pitiful you rail against your own weakness but it is not your arm that makes you weak it is your nature you reject strength you stand alone a cinder to be doused before the flame Maybe I like standing alone Then burn alone And each of you find your eyes opening Don't sass the fire elemental <laughs> Always sass the fire elemental Not at level 1 <laughs> Especially at level 1 <laughs> Uh, each of you, each of you, find your eyes opening. Shall just on fire? Each of you find your eyes opening at around the same time. And as you look around, something's changed. The wind isn't whistling; it's howling now, and you can hear it as it roars angrily. And you, in the distance, just that faint noise. Oh. sound of lightning strikes, your flames roaring, the sound of earth shaking, footfalls, lightning, flames, the rush of water, and as from around each of the corners you see these four wolves, maybe? Perhaps, but not quite. One almost seems to be made of flowing water. One seems comprised of elemental air, another burns like fire, and another rumbles like the earth. These elemental wolves seem to gather round your party from all directions, and as you stand and grip your weapons, they're upon you, and it's time to roll some initiative. Okay. So the question, are they hostile, is a little moot by now. Yeah. <laughs> We've determined they are. I have a plus zero modifier in my initiative. I rolled 17. Okay. Hey, peasant. Am I still going first? This is the list type. There should be a pencil like on the dice tray. You, you've got stuff on top of your pencil. Oh, okay. And your marker. Yeah. 
dice they made tonight, too, as well as the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> the Turns out the spirits, spirits are the dice. The spirits are the dice. They like me. All right. So, uh, 20, 20 and above. 20. And the tower of the tower on goes first. Yep. Okay. We're level one. 20 and above is a big question. Uh, 20 to 15. 18. 18 17. 17. Got fun. Nine, but I'm not going. <laughs> Somewhere on an island, a goblin just rolled nine on his initiative to stab the fuck out of the guy who owes him money. <laughs> so you think you're a wise guy, eh? Nine. Fuck. Uh, 15 to 10. About 11. 11. Oh, 13. 13? Alright, that's everybody. Last. Last. I know. When's the last time you won the last initiative? Um, when when I played Grand Terra, because the online dice hate me. That's a long time ago. To be fair, or usually Zachary's the one rolling even worse, no matter how bad. I know, that's, why I, that's why I was... Yeah, you, usually Zachary's got the, the 1 to 3 range. Don't worry, this trend will continue. Yeah, but I, I don't usually roll initiative. like that for initiative. Wait for you to roll a 0 in your initiative. That can't happen. Um, so, we start off with Brick. What you got, Brick, as you were surrounded by these four elemental wolves. How many? Four. four. One, for each, one for each of the four elements. Air, earth, fire, water. Okay. I need the book. Are you going to cast spells? Well, no. I want to know how 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 commanding elementals works. Because <laughs> I can command. I can somehow I can command element uh, air elementals. I just don't know how. You can rebuke air elementals. I can rebuke and command. You can rebuke and uh, and yeah. Well, you have, you have to roll some really high. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to know how it works. Yeah, I can. I can uh, rebuke, command, or bolster arrow elementals, and I can turn or destroy earth elementals. <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I don't know how. I'm gonna go with punch one. All right, uh, just a regular, regular unarmed attack. Yeah. Uh, what is your simple ring? Oh, it's the uh, the uh, rune of starlight. Rune of starlight. So you add your your spirit score to your AC. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, go ahead and roll me an attack roll. Uh, you you rush up and you bring your fist down towards this towards the we'll say the air the air wolf and like the wind it just flows to the side as you you're swinging your fist straight for its face but it just shifts away as you swing. Galfon, what are you up to? Um, the earth is the most substantial, so that'd be the one I'm going to hurl a spear, uh, hurl a javelin at. All right, roll me an attack. 20. That hits. Roll damage. Good. If that didn't hit, I would recommend running. Uh, five damage. Five damage. All right. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Like I found the turn of the stuff, but it doesn't say what actually happens. It just says I can a number of times equal to three plus my charisma on fire, so I can do it twice a day. Did five points of damage. Yes. All right. Uh, Alright, Garrett, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to try to command the element, the, the, the air elemental if I can. I don't know how. 
Alright, so you roll a charisma check. Okay, that should be good. And what does the. What does it roll? What does the elemental do? The elemental, it depends on what happens. Uh, it, it, it affects hit dice based on your level. Uh, so, 16. So, 16. You can affect any. Uh, you can affect any elemental of your level plus 2. So, if it's a, if it's a CR 3 or lower? Uh, no, if it's an HD. Oh, HD 3 or three lower. 3 hit dice or lower. Uh, which it is. Yes, it is. So, what does that actually do? Uh, I can just affect it. It is rebuked. Well, well, I can I can command instead of rebuke. Which no, turning it uh, rebu- rebuking. No, shaman specifically can command as well as rebuke. Yeah, you can try, but you have to do a specific thing. Yeah, that's why I need to know what that means. Because yeah. like it's the same action. I can rebuke, command, or bolster. You you have to exceed it by a certain amount to command it. Okay. <laughs> What's the amount I'd have to exceed it by? Uh, if you. If you have twice the levels of, as they have hit dice, not based on your roll, it, but you can't have double anything. So does it have one hit die, basically? No, it would have to have half hit die. Oh, in levels? Yes. Oh, okay, so I can rebuke it. So what does rebuking do? Rebuking means it is in it um, cowers as if in awe. All right, I will. I, I grab the totem and For I ten rounds. So I grab the totem, slam it into the ground, and just shove it forward and rebuke the air element. Alright, so the uh, the, the air wolf uh, just kind of scatters for a minute and just becomes this torrent of air that seems to be unable to really form and uh, form an offensive. Um, which brings it to the wolf's turn, the air wolf. Uh, it, it can still take actions, but it receives um, a minus two and all of us get a plus two to hit it. Yeah. The, the advantage of rebuking instead of turning is that while they don't run away from you, you can beat it. If you beat an enemy that you're turning, it, it comes off. It's not running away. Running away. Yeah. Um, so it's going to. I mean, it's still going to try and bite Brick. Uh, what's your armor class, Brick? Probably didn't hit you. Twelve. Oh, is it twelve? Yeah. Is that adding your spirit? What's your What's your agility? Uh, just one right now. And your spirit's only plus two. Or your spirit's only plus one as well? Yeah. Okay, so you... Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to need to... Magic Because I, I, I didn't see me. that sheet that you were showing everyone, so I'm going oh, to uh, do the, the yeah, you need, yeah, you have to do... Because uh, I, I never saw that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, do, we'll, redo, we'll redo your stats after the session. Okay, um, so you will take... Uh, less than... More than zero damage. Six points of... Of uh, slashing damage as the Razor wins... Uh, slice across your torso as it seems to bite at you and it just becomes this gush of blood of slashing wind. Um, the flame wolf uh, is going... Oh, uh, to, to clarify, after I threw the spear, I ran up in its face drawing uh, a short spear. Okay, so you're up, you're up in the earth. You're up in the earth yes. wolf's face. Uh, the flame wolf rushes straight for Shiana. Uh, what's your armor class? 14. I rolled a 19 on the die. <laughs> Come at me, bro. It is doing so. Uh, you take five points of fire damage. Ow. As the flames lick across you as it rushes towards you. What actually is a shout? Uh, a shout is typically a company's other action. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a swift action. You can do one around for okay. free. Uh, 
Oh, then I would have shot it as well, if I could do it for free. I'm unfamiliar with these new mechanics. Uh, the Earth one is just going to go straight for the ones in front of it, which is a troll. What's your armor class? 15. 15? Uh, that's a 19. So that's going to be... Four points of bludgeoning damage as it seems to rush against you. Four points, that's that's real painful. Ow. Oh, the suffering. Yeah. Uh, and then the water one uh, flows around the group towards the priest. And rolls a natural one to hit you. So, as you... As you turn, you just kind of bring your staff in the way, and it just kind of splashes against your staff and, like, spreads around you and swirls around to the other side and reforms. And you seem to have put off whatever its attack was for that point. That Howard brings it to you, Leaf. So, you got hit. You got hit. Um, and so did uh, Galphon. All three of them have been hit. Galphon, however, regenerates. So... Galphon does not look particularly bothered bother by this hit. So protection from evil prevents things from being attacked by summoned creatures. Would that... By evil summoned creatures. So specifically uh, by, by outsiders. Summoned creatures that aren't good. They can be neutral as well. Would that protect from this? Probably. Your, your, your assumption is probably not. These okay. Yeah, they have to be summoned... They weren't summoned by someone. They seem to have just manifested. Okay. Uh, in that case, good old tried and true cure light wounds. Um, on requisite, how much six. were requisite for six, and you were hit for five? Um, Which one of them has more hit points? What do you have? Nine. Eight. So you're at the same amount of hit points right now, yeah. Honestly, you probably want to heal them. Yeah, um, the, the protection from summoning creatures doesn't work if the creature uh, if the creature you're protecting is actively attacking. Oh. Wait, what? No. Uh, the protection against contact by summoning creatures ends if the worded creature is attacking or tries to force the barrier against the blocked creature. Never mind. Okay, cool. You've guessed, on, you've guessed on you. Yeah, as long as you're not being hostile to it, but uh, that also is subject to whether or not they're summoned or created. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Healing is kind of... Healing's good. Healing's in my wheelhouse. So, uh, have some healing break. 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. It's actually 1d8 plus cast level. Plus cast level? Yeah. Which, thankfully, is one higher for healing spells, but uh, rolling a one means that that's only three hit points. Better than nothing. I mean, at first level, three hit points is... <laughs> a third of his total hit points. Well, oh, yeah, but when attacks deal half of his total hit points. Yeah. It gives him another hit. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, two-thirds is better than one half. Uh, and, uh... Shiana. What are you doing? Stab the stupid thing that's on me. You're going to use your claws? Um, yep. Because I, because I, I, stab I with. didn't know if it was a sword action or not, because I did my bow show. And you can do it on your turn again for free, basically. Okay. 16 to hit. 16? That will hit. Roll damage. On your attacking the firewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, eight. Eight. Oh, eight. Seven. Sorry. Seven. seven. I can't math. All right. 
Uh, that brings us back to the top to Brick. What you got? Gonna punch the air one. Yep, punch, punch, punch. Got, got a whole lot of punch. Go ahead and roll me an attack. Actually, <laughs> roll me another time, and if you hit again, you confirm the critical hit. Test. Technically, you can't crit elementals, but these guys, it's your, it's your test. You can crit the test. Also, you can just determine you can crit elementals. They're, they're really just wolves. 14. 14, that will confirm. So, roll your d6. They have wolf-like enough form that they have not. Yep, basically. So much is it? That's a 5th edition crits versus 3.5 crits. It's basically you roll your damage... And then you double it. Okay. And you don't double any additional dice you roll, but you don't have any of those yet, so... It's just double damage. Six. Six. Is that after the doubling? Yeah, after the doubling. Okay, so you... Punching the air hole. Six. Uh, and then that brings us to Galphon. You're back up again. Um... So... Can I move away from mine and flank with him? Uh, yes, you will stop my back off to you, though. Uh, I'm going to tumble to avoid that. I will do so successfully. So I will tumble away from this thing because I see an opportunity to double-team somebody, and I'm always about that double-teaming life. Alright, I'm really glad that I have pack tactics because that... Makes that fourteen. That hits. Roll damage. Sweet. That hits exactly. <laughs> ah, good. Would have been eleven if I had attacked the earth one. Uh, six damage. Six. You're attacking the air wolf. Yes. Shank it. All right. Uh, you drive the spear into this uh, this this mass of air, and it seems to swirl erratically, as if it's having trouble maintaining its form. Garrick, what are you up to? I, holding the totem, uh, I start strapping the totem back to my arm, and as I do, I start reciting. Uh, the fury and honor of our ancestors guide and protect our blades. Uh, I'm going to use recitation of blood to give everyone around me a plus one morale bonus to attack rolls, Will saves and a flat plus one bonus to armor class for the next minute. And drawing my blade, I'm going to rush the one that's next to, uh, not, not actually attacking, but rush the one that's next to Kiana, uh, shouting, Look, Tarogar! Uh, to give everyone a plus two morale to damage rolls. Uh, plus two morale bonus to damage rolls. So everyone has a plus one morale bonus to hit, plus one morale bonus, or plus one miscellaneous modifier to your will saves, plus one to your AC, and plus two to damage. Alright. Alright, okay, back in. I got plus one to AC and plus two. Plus one to hit. Okay. Plus one to AC. Okay. And plus two to damage. Okay. And plus two to damage. Okay. That's what I mean by a lot of floating modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> this is level one. And that's what sh- that's what this that's what this particular type of shaman does. Yep. Ancestor, ancestor shamans are like, hey, we're all one big family, and because we're one big family, you guys get a bunch of modifiers. <laughs> Alright, you can go into attack. 
Use a standard action to, to recitation of blood. Okay, so, so, but I do move up so that I am a viable and very and, and very uh, uh, enticing target to the fire one. Also, right. flanking for sneak attack, yo. Yep. Yeah. And give it a good. Uh, all right, uh, that brings us to the wolves. Uh, Flame wolf is after Shauna. Uh, that will be a fifteen. To hit me, yep, just barely. That's seven points. Oh wait, no. You have plus one. Which makes you fifteen. Which makes you fifteen. Exactly. Which is seven points of fire damage to you. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, you're unconscious. Oh, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> we have a healer. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to make myself a target. It didn't work. I mean, she's the one who she's the one who backstabs the fire elemental. It's true. Which, to be fair, it was literally ta- it was literally talking shit. So, um, so flame wolf takes Shiana down. The earth wolf uh, is gonna. I mean, I shanked it. You did, and it's gonna. I'm by myself. You're 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 flanking the airwolf, so it's going to flank you with the airwolf. That's perfectly acceptable. Uh, the problem with being a shaman is I got a lot of buffs. <laughs> I have to do one at a time. <laughs> That's going to be a sixteen. If only my AC got up one more. It's exactly sixteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's going to deal. Four points of bludgeoning damage and attempt to trip you. So, all right, roll me. Uh, roll me a grapple check. It's not a grapple check. It's a strength check. Yeah. It's uh, gonna be a eighteen. Thankfully, I can make a dex check to resist, so I resist it. All right. You said eighteen, right? Yes. Good. So the. Uh, its its teeth latch around your leg and pull, but you manage to pull yourself out of it before it manages to upend you. Um, the water one um, is going. What can I do to... immediate actions? What can you do immediate actions? Once per round as a whole, so okay. whenever. Good to know. Now the water one, however, is going to go back for the priest. It, it's basically like rolls another natural one. <laughs> um. As you're basically defending yourself by staving off the, literally staving off the, uh, off the, 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 the water wolf, and it just continues to splash around you. I don't know what I did to appease the dice spirits, but uh, um, I would like to, in, in using my immediate action, cast Earth Shock at the water one. Yes, you can do that. Uh, it just takes damage. Yeah. Okay. Is it a saving throw of any kind? Nope. Or? It just takes it. Yeah. It's only D4. It takes three points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, that's the first damage that's been marked on the water one. As the as it as it splashes around the, the priest who is defending who is defending himself, a spike of earth just rises up uh, from, from the ground next to Garrick and launches itself at the at the water wolf. Alright, um then that Leave the priest alone. Leaf, it's your turn. Uh oh, no, the air one didn't do anything, did it? Uh, the air one is going to take advantage of that flanking that it's got and attack elf one. Come at me, bro. Uh, that is a 11, which I'm assuming misses. No, it does not hit me. Yep. I've only taken eight damage. I can take more. Question. Do those bonuses still apply to her when she wakes back up? Yeah. Sweet. Speaking of her waking back up. <laughs> That'd be awesome. 
Was she would appreciate it. Did you have to touch to cure wounds? Hmm? Did you have to touch to cure wounds? Yes. Yes. You will, you will take on an attack you on the water. You have to move. Yeah, Unless you have the tumble skill. <coughs> I don't have the tumble skill. Then no. you will take an attack opportunity. Ah. You can roll one anyway. Yeah, sure. No, I was going to say. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's a five, so it's an eight. <laughs> still does it hit? I, I like to imagine you just, like, just, just stay there. <laughs> just just stay. like with the stick, just stay. like, no, 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 no. And that is a slightly better roll than I got before, but that's four hit points. You're at four. You're at four. It's not zero hit points. Yay. Not negative one. Are you touching her when she wakes up? <laughs> that, that's how the spell works. That's that's that is indeed how the spell works. Slap it. Like, what is it, like a hand or something? Yes. Touching her. Slap it away. <coughs> That's not how so we say thank you. He heals you Thank you. Don't touch me again. That's better. He's going to have to to heal you. Um, so that brings it to your turn, Shona. Stab the wolf. I'm flanking it for you. I know that. Do you stand up first? Yeah, she gets up. That will provoke attack opportunity if you do. <laughs> she gets up. Yeah. And I drop my die. Yeah, Don't take an attack opportunity. Four. That deals four it's damage. Yep. No, it's a natural plane. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's what you get for being salty. <laughs> it's only it's only a five to confirm, so it doesn't confirm. But <laughs> I get knocked down. And then I stay there. <laughs> <laughs> you take three points of fire damage. <laughs> I'm at one! <laughs> I'm at one! So you, you stand up, and the flame wolf just argh, bites down on you as you stand up, but you force yourself through it and stand back up. Stab! Well, you want to use that battle rage that you can do once a day as an orc? I can do battle rage? Yeah, yeah once a day rage. rage. I told you, you can do the barbarian rage. rage. Can do that. Yes! I would like to do that. So you get plus four to your strength. Seems appropriate oh, nice. at the moment. Temporary. Temporary. Yeah. Basically, you get plus two to attack and damage in addition to... And you get uh, an extra two hit points. Yep. I think, given the situation, it would be very hard for you to not be in a rage right now. <laughs> I think, given the situation, rage, yes. <laughs> Although, isn't that kind of her personality at this point? I was about to say. And then you go ahead and roll the attack roll. roll the d20. Okay, hold on. You're flanking, so you get plus two. Okay. You get plus three uh, from that, so that's and, plus five. And another plus you get one. plus three uh, <laughs> from that, thing. so that's plus eight. Okay. You get an additional, you get your regular uh, bonus, so that's twelve. And. I think that's, that's the numbers. Are you right. sitting at twelve? Does a twelve hit? 12. No. <laughs> I rolled a two on that. I mean, you got a plus ten out of that attack because you yeah. were raging. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that was but... wonderful, but I, I still, and I'm going back down. I feel like we have just an entire hovercraft of uh, floating modifiers right now. Oh, I forgot to add that you rolled a two. I was only adding your modifiers. You get a plus twelve. Oh well, that, that hits. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You get a plus twelve. You get sneak attack too. So you get two d six. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. And then you add six instead of two. Okay. Um, six, ten. Ten points of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it, as this, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Uppercut it into oblivion. I want to like, I, as it's like in mid leap, I want to just like 
cut its belly. Okay, so this this wolf bites down on you as you stand up, and you feel that pain, but it just makes you angrier as you stand up and you shove it off of you, and it backs away for a second and backs up as if to prepare for a leap, and as it lunges at you, you just, as it running, it's leaping straight for your face, but you just kind of drop straight to your back and just raise the claw and just rake across its underside as it flies over you, and as you as you bring your arm forcefully down from the attack, it scatters into a cloud of ash that just disperses across the across the pillar. No jaw. Fine. Yeah, well, with the shaman giving you a plus seven, Victor, you're welcome. It's not a people person. Um. So. Are they all dead? No. There's no. there's only, only, one, only of one of them is dead. Is <laughs> Brick, you're up. Mine's down. We're flanking somebody now. They can be plus two. You're still. You're yeah. Lots of lots of concern oh, no. after these. You're, you're flanking with me. That gives you plus three. How does that work? I have an. I have a. Oh, yeah. In addition to your four. other plus one, so you have plus four to your attack. Right? I'm gonna attack the uh, other one again. They make everyone awesome. All right, go for it. It just takes us a long time to do it. Seventeen. Seventeen. That hits. Roll damage. Sure I don't have, because I use battle shot, I don't have to use three. four drums. So. How much? Three. <coughs> yeah, do you get an extra two on that from the battle oh. shot? Oh, no. So yeah. Five. Five. All right. Uh, so you you strike the what seems to be the core of these swirling winds with your fist, and it just disperses uh, across as it scatters like the wind. Um. Uh, next up is Galfon. What do you got? Alright, there's an earth thing on me. Yeah, uh, I should probably take it. Uh, you said a 14 hits, right? Yep. Then I hit. Alright, what do you got for damage? Uh, I have got 9 damage. That's enough. Uh, as you uh, drive the spear into the center of this, of this wolf made of various stones, you just force and press and lever and something pops and it just kind of scatters into a into a pile of rocks on the ground. Alright, and then I'm after doing that, I'm going to rush to put myself between the water one and the priest. Alright. I mean that's hard to do because it's adjacent to the priest, but well, no, the priest moved away. The priest moved oh, yeah, away. Right, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm filling that that new gap. Alright. Um Alright, uh, Garrick, you're up. Row, 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 row. Uh, as I cast Inner Fire on myself, giving myself an additional plus one divine bonus to attack, and plus three bonus to my armor. Okay. My armor now goes up to 17. Um, and I'm going to move over to place myself next to Galfon so that we form a massive barricade of meat between the water wolf and everyone else. Interesting. Uh, it is now the wolf's turn, though. And it's the only one left. Yep. Uh, the water wolf was left. You know what he's made of? Made of water. That's fine. Provoke those attacks up, too. He's gonna tumble. That was a natural 20. Yeah. Guard. Hey, it was he's the only, I'm the only one that's damaged him. So yeah, but he had a friend. <laughs> I'm going to uh, the, uh, the 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 water the water wolf kind of stares at the two of you and just 
issues this growl that sounds like it's transposed through water, and then it just turns into a stream of water as it flows between the two of you as you swing at it, but it's just water, and it just flows right past you and reforms into a wolf as it's lunging at Leaf. Well, I'm going to earth shock it anyways. <laughs> Go for it. I imagine it's trying to sound all intimidating with the growling, but then it just for ends four. up sounding like blub, 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 blub. <laughs> four, four blood me. Okay. Uh, is that 15 to hit you? Uh, yes, that would indeed hit. Is that with your plus one? Finally. Yeah. Plus one? Yeah. That's exactly plus one. That is only two points of acid damage. <laughs> okay. Nice. As you as you feel the water scald against your skin, but it's not terribly bad. Uh, Leaf, you're up. Uh. So there's people to heal, but there's people who also desperately don't want to be healed. So um. <laughs> I mean, you can make a touch attack against her. <laughs> I'm not interested in starting that. I am not interested in starting that. Go ahead, do it. (laughs) I mean, who's within range that I can heal right now? Um, You can heal her. Or you. Or you. Or you can move to get to someone else and take an attack opportunity. Yeah, I'm not interested in taking an attack opportunity. And I'm really not interested in starting anything, so... um, Theoretically, I could punch a wolf. Um, or, well, swing a staff at a Poke wolf. it with a stick. Yes, poke it with a stick. I mean, you're at stick. that level. Why yeah. not? You may as well. <clears throat> this thing's got to be gone before it can attack next time anyway, so I have all the time Hopefully. to roll heal. Unless we all roll natural ones. <laughs> or, mean, just hey, that's that or just lower than 14. Uh, that's a 14. You hit. Roll damage. <laughs> I've already hit it twice, so maybe I'll kill it. Wait, actually, that's a... Technically, that was a 15, You've actually. You've done 7 damage to it. I don't have a minus shocks. 1 to hit, thanks to your aura. Yeah. <laughs> and you get up... And just do 3 damage to it. What? Just do 3 damage to it. I forget. Course, course now is D6, right? D6. Yeah. Cool. I didn't even look and you get to add strength and a half. And by that, you mean hopefully I don't subtract strength and a half? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, how does strength and a half work if you're at a negative one? <laughs> it always works in your favor. Uh, four. Four. All right. It's still there. Uh, the other one died at ten. I was hoping that one would, too. A regular wolf has 13 hit points. What makes you think these guys are going to have less? Yeah, realize that I he hit one for six, and then I hit it for six, and it was still up. Mm. Uh, and then next in line is Shiana. What do you have? Um, how many are left? Just the water one. Just the water one. Where is it? Uh, on leaf. It's, it's like, like you, five feet away okay. from you. Stab. Am I still raging? Yes. Roll something. Okay, but I get plus twelve still, right? Uh, no, because you're not no. flanking. You're I not get... super flanking, but you still. What do I get though? Uh, you get plus ten. Plus ten. Something like that. You get a plus a bunch. You hit. Eight, 18. You hit. <laughs> Roll damages. You get a hovercraft's worth of floating modifiers. No. It's nine. Uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> Splash. Um. 
I will go through the back of the neck. So, uh, Leaf, as you're as you're defending yourself from from this water wolf that seems to be constantly harrying you and just flowing around all of the op- all of the opposition to get straight at you, uh, as it's rushing towards you again to again to leap and jump at you, this set of three blades just emerges from the back of the wolf's head and it just turns into a puzzle. It just like splashes down to the ground as, uh, into becoming a puddle of water. Um, That's it. I suppose we have completed our first trial. As you say that, the ground begins to rumble. And I suspect here comes our second be ready. Um, as emerging from the ground, this <clears throat> pile of rocks begins to stack as more and more earth begins to pile up until this gigantic man made of earth, this giant, hum- all vaguely humanoid shape, that seems to be just like a giant torso and fists that trails down into a tail on the ground, towers over you. Question. Yes. Would I have had time while it was coming up to cast Rockbiter Weapon? Probably. I cast Rockbiter Weapon. I have had time to cast Healing, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I cast Rockbiter Weapon on my sword. Um, but Healing. Uh, get healed. As a... Do I have to make a touch attack? Uh, you might. Well... Are you seriously going to make me a tough attack? Uh, <laughs> she's attacking with a hand anyway, so if she, she tries to parry, you're still touching her. I'd say if, <laughs> if you just like put your hand on her shoulder, she's going to stab it. Does that mean a touch attack, or does that mean you're attacking? Well, no, you no, just get, get the other shoulder so she can't. She's only got one arm. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that that was And that's how we die. Stop fighting the priest. And that's eight, so hopefully that brings it back yeah. up. Um, but as it nothing invades the light. <laughs> as as it as it as it rears up and builds itself before you, this massive earth elemental, it leans back as if to reach forward with a giant fist to pummel one of you, and then this bolt of lightning just rockets down from the sky and crashes into it. Uh, as you look over your shoulder, uh, Garrick, you see Razjun is on the cliff face and brings his hand down as another bolt of lightning slams into it. Back, Yamongrun! You don't belong here! And he just kind of thrusts his hand out and the elemental kind of looks at him and then scatters into uh, a pile of pebbles against the ground. He kind of brushes his hands off. Ah, sorry about that. That was not part of the trial. Just standing there with the with my sword that's now covered in rocks. <laughs> okay. But well done to all of you. You're done well. I see you all got some kind of lesson from the from the spirits. Rolls her eyes. <laughs> I just want to look over. <laughs> you don't know what they told her. No, I don't. <laughs> I just know how you. But we know you're not happy with it. <laughs> She's never happy. 
You're not a ray of sunshine. That's what we're saying. <laughs> All right. Let's make it back to camp. And I'll explain the rest to you. There, there's no meat on these things. They're not actual wolves, right? No, they're just made of elements. That's very disappointing. <laughs> I mean, unless like you want to drink the water one. Oh. How rare is water around here? I mean, it's not incredibly common. You're a clay desert, but there is water to be found. In that case, I actually probably would <laughs> get out some skins or yeah, and, and you get up as much of the water up, water wolf as I can. <laughs> it's already soaked. Get a drink while I can. Well, you can get water out of clay. Yeah, and you gather as much water as you can. So basically, considering how much of it has soaked into the clay, it's and you don't have time to really drain it out of it. Uh, you probably get like a glass, but still. Hey, hey man, you know, a cup of water is a cup of water. <laughs> but you uh, you make your way back down the path, uh, and you you find your way back to the middle of the valley, um, and uh, as. Uh, Razjun kind of leads you back to the, the tent and you all meet back up in his tent. There's that familiar smell of incense on the inside and he sits across from the fire to each of you. So, what have each of you learned from this experience, from your communion and the trial that followed? <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at John. <laughs> that was not in game. <laughs> Sounded like something Shana would say. I'm though. sorry. It's also something I would say to John. <laughs> Spirits of the air commanded decisiveness. And what does that mean to you? I'm not certain yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest man in the next class, too. <laughs> Something to think on, then. Play into your weaknesses. <laughs> Something to think on, then. When you must be decisive and when you must think. When you must put your mind to something. But what about the fight, the challenge that came after? Did you learn anything from that? Um, how long has it been since then, real quick? Like, ten minutes. Oh, come on. She's asking you a question. Uh, oh, me too. Did you learn anything from that? You're a like you're cheating off me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cheat off her. What um, you number two? What you have for number two? Stop. <laughs> it's not an answer. It's multiple choice. <laughs> it's always Shiana's answer. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure you you could answer stab in a multiple choice test. It looks like a hole in the paper. <laughs> the answer to the question you're being asked. Um, but when working together with the spirits and my comrades, we can overcome any obstacle. Good, and there will be many obstacles in your path. To that end, I name you Garak, cloud speaker of the voice of the air, the one who will 
Speak with decisiveness when the storm comes. But for now, floats with ease and caution. <coughs> and you, Shauna, what did you learn from the spirit that spoke to you? And from the battle <laughs> that, that ensued? Absolutely nothing. Hmm. <laughs> you speak with much defiance. Did you truly learn nothing? Yes. Or do you just not wish to say what you learned? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we'll see in time. But for now, you still are one of the horde. And to that end, I name you Shona Flame Carver. Leaf, the spirit of water seemed to have an interest in you. What did you learn? It was curious. It wondered why I am joining the Horde, whether it is to help others or simply for my own sense of realization. Did you find an answer? I believe so. And what did you learn from the battle that followed? That, uh... There are certainly many people in this world from all walks of life, and with respect and cooperation, hopefully... We can uh, sort out our problems. Like a rent in steel, you put a patch on it. And so I name you Leaf Iron Mender. Brick. You came in with perhaps the most wisdom of a lot. But what did you learn from this experience? We've still got uh, learning to do, you know, where I'm really good. Very tactile And so you come with more patience than you had. But what about the fight? What did that teach you? So, as the one who is perhaps the most soft-spoken, but the one who needs the least to say, I name you Brick Earth Whisper. And you, my brethren, he says, and he walks over to Galfon, and he cups your chin in both of his hands and forces you to look up in his eyes, and you get the sense of import from his words. Not a lot of people's words carry weight, 
but the things that he speaks to I, you... I get a sense of import from the way that he carries himself. Yeah. More, more like, the actions are much more relevant. Yeah, and the, the expression on his face is much more relevant than the actual words that he's saying. But you get the understanding of what he's trying to get across. And he says, The name Galfan be an insult. Only your enemies will call you that from now on. And those that would use that slanderous term deserve nothing but your tusks and your spear. From this day forward, I name you the one who speaks with the earth and the, and the wild things of nature. I name you Jangatar, Wild Walker. I'm never going to Can you spell that for me? <laughs> J-A-N-G. Okay. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. A-T-A-L. T-A-L. Wild speaker? Wild Walker. Wild Walker. comes after the... As someone who speaks in Dali, what does what does Jangatal mean? Devoted protector. Okay. What was the last name? Wild Walker. Yes, these in Dali term Jangatal is devoted protector. And so new name, new support. That's cool. Uh, you won't care anymore. <laughs> you might care if someone calls you Galfon now, but <laughs> who knows? I, I care for tones. If they're being slanderous, I can bite their face off. Yeah. If they're not, I can not bite their face off. Or I could anyway, depends on how hungry I am. But after that, he looks at the group of you. And so, now it passes that you enter the horde. Loktar Ogar. Loktar Ogar. Victory or death. For those of you, your orcish isn't the best. Sensing that we're supposed to be saying something, uh, he will grunt loudly and smack his hands into the ground. Mm-hmm. As it seems appropriate for the situation. Now then, now you be adults in the hall. Now comes your first task as newly me- as newly crowned members. Every man and woman who becomes an adult at a horde must undergo a certain amount of service. Usually in the military as a guard, as a scout, as a soldier. The group of you, seek out Tunk. I believe he's got your first task for you. Go on. I've done what I can for you. Spirit's willing. I'll see you again. What was his title again? Spirit Speaker Residue Prisoner. We'll see you again. I trust in that. You really need to learn how to speak with respect. She murdered that up <laughs> Head out the uh, I get whatever the equivalent is of a bow? Would it, would, would Usually a salute. A salute, okay. 
because you don't lower yourself before your companions. You give them respect. <laughs> Duck out from the Crawl out as I want to do. Yeah. Uh, so you head out, um, and you make your way towards the center of the camp where you know that Kaltunk is usually waiting for anyone who has questions. Um, and you see Kaltunk is in the middle of having what seems to be an argument with a newcomer to the valley. Uh, this individual is dressed in fully adorned, heavy plate armor. He's got his helmet under his left arm and a massive great axe slung across his back. And he seems to be having a, a uh, aggressive conversation, shall we say, with Kaltunk. Um, the impressive part is that the one in armor seems to be on the back foot, and Kaltunk, who is wearing no armor and has no visible weapon on him, seems to be the one... Um, leading this conversation, this argument, uh, Kaltung does not seem to be even remotely cowed by the presence of weapons and armor on this individual. As their conversation is getting relatively heated, you just, you overhear Kaltung, I don't care if the damn fool is war chief now. He's not sending newly, he's not sending new adults to the front lines to die. I choose where their assignment is. I will give them something more fitting. And you just hear the other person, Fine. But know this, Kaltunk. Hellscream's eyes are upon you. And he kind of turns off in a huff and walks out of the valley. I know that name. You do know that name. I have a right in there, bro. Do I know uh, Garrosh? Uh, n- probably not personally, no. But I do know Grom's dead. Yeah. So... You, you have probably heard the name Garrosh Hellscream in reference to the son of Grom Hellscream. Grom Hellscream, the war hero of the Warsong clan, one of the most decorated war- warriors to ever really call the Horde his home. Um, you know that Garrosh Hellscream was, until recently, leading the Horde uh, offensive in Northrend to deal with the Lich King, uh, a fight that ended... Um, some months ago, maybe even a, maybe a year even, um, about the time that you guys came to the Valley of Trials, um, and you know that um, there has been a lot of rumbling about War Chief Thrall stepping down potentially to become more of a shaman as the as the needs call for him to tend to the elements and. That Garrosh was one of many prospective title uh, individuals who might be considered for the next title of War Chief. Um, you don't know if that's actually come to pass or not. You've been here for a year. Ah, I see you're back. As a new War Chief selected. Yes. Garrosh Hellscream has been named War Chief. I have never met him. Is he anything like his father? A bit too much, some would say. So I've heard. <laughs> and in all the wrong ways. Well, what is our assignment, Calvin? Ah, you heard that, then. <clears throat> the fool warlord who just came to visit wants to send you to the front lines of the barons to battle the alliance. I think not, shall we say. 
No. You will be heading to Razor Hill. And you will be doing as the commander requires. It's roughly two days' ride on Wolfback, so... If you intend to go, I suggest you take provisions and take two of our riding... Very well, two. Take five of... One, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. <laughs> take four of our riding wolves, and we have one Kodo ready for you, Brick, as well. No, you're not. <laughs> That's why it's a riding wolf, not a wolf wolf. But for now, you should all get some rest, and you can leave in the morning. Taller, not necessarily taller. bigger. <laughs> you don't weigh near as much as Brick does. How much does Brick weigh? Four thirty. I weigh more than Brick. I weigh six fifty-two. You're still not. You're still not too big for riding wolves. His, his, his bulk is the reason he uses the Kodo. Also, general preference, I presume. Generally, yeah. Very well. Go to wherever the wolves are. I mean, if he did offer you a chance to get rest and leave in the morning. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, rest first. Yes. yes. Rest first, leave in the morning. Oh. Just going back to her. And your family's in Orgrimmar. That's four Never days now. That's a four-day rest. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's really long. Never mind. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go past Razor Hill to get to Orgrimmar. Never mind. Yeah. And all of you, all of your buffs have obviously gone away by now. By the just so afraid of us. Yeah, and your rage is definitely ended. <laughs> like her rage is eternal. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the mechanical rage. Has the mechanical. Ended. Um, yeah, you all head back in. There's a, there's basically a um, a cave that has been hollowed out of the side of the Valley of Trials and made more comfortable for people to help you get in to help you get in from the heat. Um, they've you know brought in uh, like some small torches and braziers to give light, and it's the cave system is a lot cooler because it's not constantly directly exposed to sunlight, and there are um, mats and beds and. Um, uh, carpets to sit on, and food is being served. Food and drink uh, for those of you who um, are hungry or looking for something to eat or drink. And you're welcome to have any amount of conversation or uh, interaction you would desire before you go to rest for the evening. Is anyone doing anything, or are you all just having food and resting? I mean, I'm not much of a person for talking, <laughs> but I'm, I'm probably... Great conversation. Cowing you know, eat food rapidly, go outside, sort of... Do trolls need as much sleep as regular people do? They do, but they have it sort of fitfully. Like, they're very active sleepers. Um, and generally speaking, uh, they are they don't have anywhere near the same problems rising as most people do. Yeah. Like, I'm probably running, you know, just Doing this stuff, running around, you know, getting exercise energy, yeah. Anyone else doing anything before they go to sleep? Or what kind of options are there for like sending messages? Like, is there some kind of puzzle? Yeah, you can you can you can write a letter and send it somewhere if you want. Well, I'll probably throw in. I'll probably throw in with the uh, uh, throw in with the um, 
the Smiths and do some work uh, before. Uh, I feel like today's events are sufficient enough to write home about. Postage is like two copper, so okay. Shiana's also going to write a letter. Same thing, postage, two copper. All right. I'll, I'll even up the edge of my sword yeah. and also help with any other blacksmithing orders that are in. Yeah, you, you help out you help out with the smithy, just like handling the occasional thing that you can help with, getting some practice in. Um, anyone else have anything to do before they want to sleep? Break, anyone? You just have food, go to sleep. <coughs> Alright, so you all get you all get a full rest in. You all get all your hit points, all your mana points back. And you awaken the, the next day. Uh, and as you as you head out of the sleeping quarters and the cave system that is hollowed out of the Valley of Trials, you find that Caltunk is waiting for you with four wolves and a kodo. I go towards Caltunk and the biggest wolf. <laughs> Alright. <coughs> These wolves can get you to Razor Hill, and they'll probably be left there until you have needed them again. But you'll be answering to the warlord of Razor Hill, and uh, he will make sure that you are given proper lodgings while you are there, and give you your first tasks as new members of the Horde. Very well. Are there any dangers between here and Razor Hill that we should be made aware of? <sighs> well, recently some harpies were spotted uh, taking up roost on the eastern cliffs near the shore. And keep an eye out for them. They're known to snatch up stray passers-by, shall we say. You shall be aware of it. Do any of the rest of you have questions you need of Kaltunk? Kaltunk, Kaltunk, sorry. Sure. That one. Sure. Sure. Very well. Like a bird? No. Our insight seems clear. We ride. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, you mount, mount up your wolves, you mount I up try your to make as many Warcraft unit references as I can. <laughs> You mount up your Kodo, you guys mount up your wolves. Uh, you head out. Um, it's like I said, it's gonna be two days of travel um, before you uh, make it to Razor Hill. But near the end of the first day, um, you. I'd like everyone to roll me a spot check. So, out of curiosity, how uh, how is this whole Writing an animal been introduced to me because that's sort of a strange thing to do. That's probably something that you had to be taught over the course of the year. And by taught, you mean repeatedly beaten with a stick, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, she does not appreciate this, this concept. Yeah, trained is a much better word. 18. 14. 18. 15. 5. 19. But you. <laughs> Actually, you do count. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, That's the highest I can roll. Hey! <laughs> so the, those, of you, those of you who rolled above a 14. <laughs> Do we see a goblin on a paraglider being chased by a dragon? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that would be the best. We have introduced our goblin. What the, what the group of you do see, as you as you pull up to one of the road signs uh, that, read, that, that denotes the 
the break in the road where you can either head towards Razor Hill or towards Senjin Village, which Please is one of tell the, me it's a goblin hitchhiker. Uh, which is which is one of which is one of the the roads to the which is uh, one of the troll villages on the coast. Um, Wolf mistakes it for a meal and starts chasing it down. Uh, you uh, you you spot a pile of what looks like scrap metal um, and. Um, Spare parts that has been that was laying on the ground, um, and it looks like there's been a bit of a scuffle. Um, very, very recently, in fact. It, as a matter of fact, um, what's your character's name? Josh. Josh, uh, you you are currently being carried off by a flight of four harpies, and you look down from where you had just been snatched <laughs> away from your stuff, and you see a group of. Uh, orcs, a troll, and a tauren standing around your stuff that you got you just got snatched away from. Yo, can you get, get, get that for me and bring it along? <laughs> you all you all look up as you hear a goblin shouting at you, and you see a goblin being carried off by a group of four harpies. Uh, did, did the goblin make indication that we're supposed to? No, the goblins have to carry I... his stuff. I need one of those harpies to make a reflex save. <laughs> what are you casting? Lightning strike lesser. <laughs> so I just reach out, grab some stray electricity, and throw it. Alright, reflex save on, the, on behalf of a harpy. Okay, what's While it's carrying a goblin, for whatever that matters. Uh, goblins aren't heavy, unfortunately. What's the, what's the save, DC? Uh, it is a first level spell. 10 plus 1 plus 3 is 14. Yes. Okay. Let me find. Perfect. Have a good meal! <laughs> hey, you can only do this. You can't do this. Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Have a good meal! We should, uh, like, tape your left arm behind you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they make the saving throw. They take half damage. Okay. Uh, they take two, They take one point of damage. Perfect. You say oh, they, it's only one. Sorry. It takes one point of damage. She takes one she point takes of damage. She takes one point of damage. It's a harpy. The objective here is to either draw to me or make drop goblin. Uh, neither of which quite happen as the as the bolt of lightning strikes down and one of the four harpies, I should repeat, uh, who are who are taking off, uh, just kind of just kind of squawks angrily. Oh, we're on that plan now. The, obje- the objective also was to get Jagathal uh, to throw javelins in response. I, I was going to say I would like to I would like to hug a pointy stick. <laughs> um, sir, they're about eighty feet up, so I would like to hug a pointy stick with some <laughs> massive penalties. <laughs> you, can, you can certainly try. There's always a 20 on this die. <laughs> is. But how do we normally end? Sorry, I'm not used to one looking at uh, uh, 9 to 9.30. 9 30. Okay. 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 Good, good to know. Alright. Does a 15 hit? Uh, actually, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Get him! Knock him out of the sky! Uh, ooh, max damage, too. 8. 8. Ow! <laughs> That was almost all of her hit points. Does it make her drop the goblin? I mean, there's four of them carrying him, so oh. even if she does... Yes, no. Does it draw her attention? Oh, yes. And the goblin falls to his death. I know. I can fix that. Um, uh, so, 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 dead, dead. <laughs> so as long as it's not like dead, dead. That's uh, 8d6 falling damage, unless you make a tumble check to take 7d6. Does it seem okay. like they're going to turn towards us? 
I Does it seem like we've gotten their attention? Atomic gracefully. <laughs> and then he pulls off his socks and then reveals that his socks are in deep parachutes. Which I really wouldn't be surprised. No one <laughs> would no realize that Elrin accidentally plane shifted through here. <laughs> Not realizing what those were. What wrong universe? Best socks to, to, to pick up. <laughs> Don't yeah, remember socks. These are parachutes. So they're all the right. Um, yeah, one of them. Uh, the one that the one that got hit with a spear. Um, Same one that got hit with lightning. Now, just to clarify, did the spear come back down, or did it lodge itself pretty heftily? Oh, I know it's lodged. <laughs> um, hold my pointy stick back. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. I mean, hey, that'll make it harder to fly. It's got more. Saw warriors. Putting a lot of H's and things that don't have Lop-tar, H's. Sorry, Lop Tar Ward. So you play with yourself. Put H's and things. <laughs> um, the one that got hit with a spear turns with the spear in her side and looks down at the group of you. Um, and just kind of turns to the other three and squawks something in the harpy tongue, which none of you speak. Um. And just turns and flies down low enough to throw your javelin back at you. Earth shock. <laughs> What's the range on that? 110 feet. All right. <laughs> so the, the turn three damage. Or she, no, just the one. Oh, she just she just let go. So three bludgeoning damage to her. And she drops after she throws the the javelin. <laughs> That's a 19 on the die. Um, Thankfully, javelins do not have that good of a crit range. No, they don't. Uh, but that will still hit you, which will deal uh, four points of piercing damage. And, and then she just drops. And, and then a, a, as she throws the javelin, a spike of earth rams into her other shoulder, and she just plummets like a like a limp bird. <laughs> I'm more appreciative of having my javelin back than I am bothered about the four damage. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the other three continue to fly off, making another 80 feet distance in the round with the goblet in tow. Uh, so, now is it 80 feet forward? Uh, forward and slightly angled upward. Because they're heading... If you look off in the distance, okay. you can see there's like a, there's like a cliff face. And they're, what, about 100 feet up? Yeah, they're probably they're 60 so. feet out. If, yeah. we Pythag- if we get Pythagorean involved in this and then I move, I got within... Okay, also... I'm gonna huck it third I'm just gonna, as he's throwing, I'm just gonna indicate towards the harpies with my sword. Let's ride! Alright, we're on a mountain. Yeah! What, what, are, what are you up to while you're being carried away? Hey, wait, well, he's what, certainly uh, up to something. I'm certainly up to something. When she gets a sticker in the side, I say, uh, well, look, that looks good in you. <laughs> when she leaves, I'm gonna try to do a, a, a grapple change. And, one of them must go. I'm going to try to see if I can maneuver to, to ungrapple. But <laughs> you want to just? Are you trying to try, try to get away? Are you trying? I'm, I'm not going to be able to. Are you trying to drop? Escape? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to just try to. I mean, we could theoretically check. Escape artist check. Yeah, sure, I try that. But, uh, so my, my question is: Are you trying to get out of this I'm grapple, or are you trying to make it your grapple? Rarely, I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of the out of the grapple. But I'm gonna I'm gonna worry about 
other things later. <laughs> That's <laughs> a very goblin way of looking at it. And against their grapple check, and they get a plus four because they get an initial plus two right. for well, each I one of them. Let's see, I roll a five and I get like negative four anyway, so I knew it was going to happen that way. <laughs> well, you, you can roll an escape artist skill instead of your grapple check. Cool. instead of that? Yeah. <laughs> that would be plus your agility. Well, it's, it's yeah, so no, that would give me a seven, seven escape yeah, artist. Yeah, seven for escape artist. That would work out very well either. I mean, they rolled 20 on their grapple check. So. I, I figured that I figured that would happen, but I wanted to let them know that I was still uh, that I was still alive. <laughs> you still trying? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, 18. Um, but yeah, the uh, the other three, as you as you wiggle and try and struggle your way out of out out of this um, grapple, the other three just kind of look down at you and squawk angrily at you. Oh, and I did I did battle cry, so you must do the damage. Sweet. Um, my turn. Yeah. Uh, Holly, would you like to tell him what I just rolled the hit? So he rolled a 20, and then he confirmed that hit with a 17, which is also very high. That confirms, yes. All right. (laughs) You know what spears do? You get a plus two morale bonus to that damage, too. Pale fights? Uh, 24 damage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A second harpy dies. A second harpy dies. No matter what you do, it just breaks your hand. <laughs> did the harp? Did the harpy stop the spear from moving? Uh, yes. The harpy falls with the spear in its chest. Okay. Somewhere, right past. somewhere for some reason, and he doesn't know why, a centaur sheds a single tear. <laughs> I mean, you're probably just going to end up falling to your death. Yeah, probably. You anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll catch him. <laughs> yeah, right. Or or revive him. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I can fix kind of death. Remember what the instant I can't death fix rule was for death. falling for for taking damage in fifth edition. Yeah. If you take damage equal to your maximum hit points in excess, yes. I feel like ten d six is enough to kill a first level tinker. You think? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think ten d six is enough to not some, kill. Somebody pointed at something and told me to kill it. I mean, I. Doing my thing. We're just lucky he didn't try to kill the, the goblin. I will, I will, as we're writing, I will call out, save your spirits, Jengathal. We will get them in their nest. I swear you're saying Jengathal. That's what I wrote down. Jengathal. I'm hearing Jenga. Jengathal. is what you spelled out. That's like one of those Jengathal towers, but it's really, really tall. I apologize for my southern. Jengathal. Jengathal. Yeah. Oh, I mean, eventually they'll get out of my range to even attempt it. I mean, yes, which is this turn as they as they double move with him in their grass. What? So what height are they at now? Uh, I mean, they move eighty feet around at their base speed. So uh, with a double move, it's one hundred and sixty with him in their grasp, uh, and they're ga- and they're gaining height and distance. They're so. gaining so much height, though. I might get one more shot in at the maximum range penalty. I mean, they're, they uh, basically... They'd be 240 feet. What's their speed? They take 80. So, they can only rise at a 45-degree angle. So they can gain another 40 feet? Make them 140 feet in the air? Yeah, and they, and they, and, and they put 120 and they put 120 feet distance out. Yeah. And how fast do the wolves go? Is it 50 feet? 
Dire wolves do um, uh, have a movement speed of 50 feet. Fifty feet. So hit the whole nose. Get some Pythagorean involved in here again. I can I can hurl one last javelin of minus ten penalty. You troll does algebra. I did. I did ask you to save your spears. I don't know if you care, but. That's you're not sure if he doesn't care or if he didn't understand what you said. That's one of the two. I probably didn't understand. Um, I mean, I don't know what their AC is, but I probably have to roll either a 19 or a 20. That's a three. No. <laughs> All right. Your spear goes and doesn't even quite reach their height before it starts falling again. Uh, well, worry about that. You're following the harpies. And they are now officially out of your range. <laughs> Got two of them. That's fine. That's two less we have to kill later. That was way more than I was actually expecting to get. <laughs> I had a minus six on that hit. That other one, I just rolled a 20 and a 17. But yeah, so you... I'm assuming you. I'm, I'm assuming you keep after them, though. So, yes. um, most of us are, at least. I mean, she <laughs> figures they're just having dinner. Like, I don't see what's wrong. That's here. not what harpies do when they capture males. Oh, okay. Well, All right. That's what I was gonna say when I got there. I said, well, she... well, now that you're missing two, I mean, you're gonna have to at least keep me around for you know, <laughs> instead of eating me. <laughs> was she know that? Uh, probably. Okay. One of the, harpies are one of the basic dangers of Dura, of Duratar, so you probably know that's part of why harpies kidnap men. Okay. In that case, yeah, she's gonna. Because <laughs> that's the only way they reproduce because they're an all-female race. Um, but Interesting that they don't care about genetics. But no, they really yeah. don't. They just have more harpies. <laughs> well, it's like some birds will clone themselves. They just don't need men to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't find a man. That's fine. I'll make a baby by myself. Will it into Basically. <laughs> They're strong, independent uh, birds who don't need no men. Literally, don't need no men. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, you continue riding. Um, it's going to be well into the night by the time you reach the cliff face that the harpies seem to have set up. Uh, Long enough to regain two mana points. You're not meditating during that ride. Ooh, but long enough for me to regain my hit points. Yeah. Because yeah. after an hour, I gain four hit points back. Yeah. Uh, I am troll. Hear me troll. <laughs> I am troll. Hear me regain. <laughs> So that, that, that's next level. <laughs> Sorry, that's when it's two around. Um, but yeah, you uh, you continue on in, in, into the night chasing after this goblin. Uh, you're getting carried real high up, by the way, because... Uh, yeah, I'm not struggling. I'm just going to hang out at this point. <laughs> and it's just... Death by snooze. It's just two of them carrying you, one with, one with your legs, one with your arms. Okay. <laughs> And after after several hours, they basically they 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 basically drop you into what appears to be a massive nest that appears to have been built on the side of this cliff on one of the outcroppings, and 
they immediately get to work on securing their environment before they deal with you, um, which basically means that they are making sure that everything is safe and there are no wild animals in their nest as they bandage uh, any wounds that they might have sustained from capturing you. Um, yeah. <laughs> not probably, but... Um, they don't have to worry about bandaging the wounds of the other two because they're not there anymore. They're dead. <laughs> no, I don't think bandages would... Uh, yeah, the bandages don't fix that. They don't happen to have any goblin... 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 Goblin jumper tables, do they? You... I don't either. Gotta work with um, but as as you are trying to you are, you have been left on the nest for right now. Is there anything you're going to try and do while you're sitting there? Uh, just up at the uh, Facebook. You're on the side of the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, uh, how high up is the uh, If you look down, um, a long way. Uh, well. You have your Goblin Army Knife. Yeah, I know. But that's, that's about like 25 feet of yeah. cord. And I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to break out too much here. Mm. So, I'm still wearing an armor. <laughs> yeah, you still have your armor, and you still have uh, one of your weapons if you have one. Well, the only, I, the only thing I have is a crossbow. Yeah, so you still have your crossbow. I'll just wait for them to come back and take a take a hot shot. <laughs> when they when they try and swing back around. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So the rest of you arrive around around this time is when you guys arrive um, at the base of the of the the cliff face and it's dark now. Um, but I believe most of you have dark vision or at least low light vision. All of us. Yeah. I think except I the Tauru. Think? I don't think half orcs do. Yeah, All the half races get the vision, get the better vision. Yeah, the better cool. Better. No, orcs have low light vision. Yeah. Yeah. So do trolls. Right, the only one I'm not sure about is Tarn. No. But there's a there's a pattern I can use, but do you have a pattern? No, yeah. Tarn has slack vision. It's it's dark for you. Uh it's like almost Almost black. I imagine the middle of the night. I imagine having spent some amount of time with Tara, I imagine that would be poor with my vision. Yes, their night vision is not great. Um, I will. I'm not sneaking anywhere because I can't. So I will reach down and grab. Um, I will reach down and grab uh, a uh, piece of that branch or something. There's a little bit of loose wood or anything. There's a little bit, yeah. Uh, cast light on it. And hand it to right. I think. Thank you. You have a light stick. <laughs> it's basically a torch, but without the fire. Just like a torch and a flashlight. Kind of. So it's a torch. That's actually a little bit better than a torch. But. <laughs> Vaguely. Well, torches don't produce more light. Anyway, so you've got you've got a, you've got a light emitting stick. Here, this will be useful for you. So where's their nest? Uh, if you look up, it's way up the side of this cliff. But uh, how far up from the nest is the top of the cliff? Uh, the the top of the cliff is another like probably sixty to eighty feet from the nest. That would be closer, but 
my climb rate is not all that great either. Um, what sort of handholds are on this cliff? Um, it's craggy and rocky. You can definitely find some handholds. Um, there's definitely not like an obvious beaten climbing path up this no. up this cliff face. They don't need no Looking at things to see if I can. Man, I'm not the best climber in the world, but I'll give it a shot. I can. Go ahead and roll me a climb check. Uh, 13. And you start climbing, yeah. Um, question. You said we had a backpack full of stuff that we would normally use. Can we assume to have grappling hooks and rope? Grappling hooks are a bolt. I would have bought that if I oh, had the ability to. Probably not grappling hooks, but you probably, you definitely have a rope. What? He's looking at my back. I, I carried all your stuff. But you, can, you got If you take a look in there, <laughs> if, if that means that if there is 50 feet of rope of, of the uh, hemp rope, and then there's three uh, those pit batons. Pitons. Yeah, the climbing pitons. Pitons. There's a million different Yeah, there's only four of them. But is there a grappling hook? But is there a way to pound them? You guys have a hammer to pound them. Yeah, we can, I mean, I've got I've got blacksmithing tools. I definitely have a hammer to pound okay. things into the wall. I've got tinkering tools and stuff. So I have a twenty climb check. Mm-hmm. So you just like dig your claws of attack into the wall and start one yep. hand. Sh- <laughs> so the troll and the the hasty the the reckless orc have just started going. Shut up! Makes sense. I called from below. She looks down at you. Could you take a rope with you? Put in your teeth. <laughs> How am I supposed to catch that? With your foot. Fine, throw it. I'll throw the rope. I, I will make a knot. I'll make, make make a loop so that it's easier to catch and try and throw it up to him. All right, you roll me a strength <laughs> check and you roll me a reflex saving throw. Okay. Twenty-one. Well, I've got. We've all got rope. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, you managed to uh, he managed to throw it high enough that you managed to catch it in your teeth, uh, which gives you enough movement that you can like find a crevice that you can lean yourself into for just long enough to take your arm off the wall to, to get your hand around the rope and then put the claw back in the wall and start climbing again. Okay. Which is which is really close because you got to put the claw like right next to your face to lean your fist into the loop. <laughs> it's cool. I, I feel like when she first got those claws, there were a few mistakes, you know. <laughs> that's, where <some laughs> like, this, that's where some of those scratches are. Like, scratch, you know. Like, <laughs> When you get up there, tie it off, it will join you. Tying knots in one hand is not easy. The yeah, troll is also easy. going up. <laughs> that's that's who I was, I was telling it to the two of you. To the two this of you. thing. All right, we're climbing. That's your husband, Holly. Yes, <laughs> I know, and I love you very much. Right now he's a troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but currently he's a troll. Why not more the party pet? <laughs> yeah, he's like the dog that Jane. I didn't want. <laughs> Jane the troll. Wow. I love you. But you probably so deserve much. it. I don't know that you've ever met a dog you didn't want. I'm like you with Pixie right now. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's real specific. Yeah. Um, but... 
So yeah, the two of you continue climbing, and you do find a couple of different outcroppings along the way that you can potentially stop and rest at, or like tie a rope to to let people climb up if you need to. She's gonna try to tie a knot in this thing. Okay. Use rope. Um. Okay, use rope as a skill. Yeah, you can roll me a use rope roll. Okay. The DC is probably a little bit higher for you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> you got. A bracer on your hand that has three claws on it, and you're yeah. trying and you're trying to tie a rope, and your cl- well, it's like you're trying to tie a rope, and your claws are hitting the ground beneath you, and you're like having your hands stop in the middle of a motion, and it's like you've got one hand to work with here, and it's just like nah. I can't tie it. Jang Natal, can you please assist with yeah. the rope tying? Oh, Jenga tall. Jenga tall. He didn't quite understood. Again, he might not have understood what you meant. He might not have cared. You're not sure. He's still going. (laughs) Where is he in relation to Shiana right now? Uh, Probably not within arm's reach. I mean, I doubt that you're climbing that close to each other. Uh, We just call him Jang. Yeah, where are you? Jangy thing, come here. He understood that. Okay. He looks over at you. She holds up rope. You? I don't have two hands. Ty, <laughs> <laughs> she tries to do a tying motion with the rope. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's a natural one to use rope. <laughs> what is rope? Yeah, like, I, I, I hold it, I look at it, I put it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> These are like the two worst people <laughs> doing this right now. It's like, I'm just down there on the ground between the two of you. Just... I, put, I put it on the crop, cropping. And then I look at you and then I start climbing back up. <laughs> Thank you. We can't do it. I will start climbing so that I can tie it off. Roll me a climb check. Uh, 18. Yeah, you, you start to climb your way. Hand over hand. Get there, tie it off. Roll me a use rope roll. If you want something done, do it yourself. 12. That's enough. <laughs> Would have been tie a knot. <laughs> tie a knot that can hold on very easy outcroppings. It's not a sailor's knot. I tug it to knot. make sure. I tug on it to make sure. It'll hold. Make sure it's down. And then sort of like jangle it so that the two of you know you can start using it to climb. I, yes, I, I, I climb it. <laughs> you guys, you don't have to make a climbing check. You're just moving slowly as you climb your way up the rope. And you make your way up to the outcropping that they had, that they had tied off. You're still about 40 feet down from the nest itself, but you don't see the harpies back yet. I, I, I've been climbing all day. Right. Uh, yeah, you probably made it up to the nest. I probably tossed the rope. So yeah, we the two of us crossed over the nest. There's a goblin thing in it. There's a goblin in the middle of the nest. Anything else? Bones? Uh, yes, bones. Any meat? No. <laughs> it's been picked clean. I look at the goblin. Worst blind date ever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You've got a comedian and a guy who doesn't speak English. This is great. I will tie off more rope as I go up, and I start climbing again. Um, How heavy does this goblin look? Uh, 48 pounds. 40 pounds. (laughs) 
Uh, We're going down? Okay. Okay. Uh, As you start climbing, you hear a screeching noise as a pair of harpies start to come around the side of the cliff face. Set goblin down, pull out stabby stick. I rolled a I rolled a twenty I rolled a twenty to climb for And you're you're starting to climb. As a pair of harpies come towards you. Um, I'd, I'd like to set my spear against a charge. You can do that. Uh, you can take a shot, though. Okay. I'd like to take a shot. Eleven? <laughs> nope, not quite. Nope. You, you fire, but it's dark, and so you, yeah, just, you, just, yeah, you, you, shoot, you shoot wide, and it just goes long past. Uh, but you set your spear against a charge, which I believe means you get to make an attack of opportunity when they come into your range. Uh, yeah, it's a ready action, and if I hit, I deal double damage. Okay. <laughs> if you hit. If I hit 14? Nope, not quite. As uh, as you, you you thrust your spear out of one of these harpies charge, but they can fly, so they have a lot of like three-dimensional control yeah. of their movement, and they just kind of flutter over your spear and come at you with one of their with one of their own. They've got 3D motion gear. Okay. I mean, that first one only rolls a 6 to hit you, so... Yeah, that that misses. But the second one rolls a 16 to hit you. That hits. Alright, so that will deal 5 points of piercing damage. Uh, uh, uh. Not the count. No, I'm not. I can't even count. (laughs) (laughs) I can't count to one. (laughs) He might have a general idea of what numbers might be. No. I mean, you you understand how to... This is a group of things. You just don't have numbers for it. Yeah, no, I don't have an abstract representation of them. You know, this many. You can can see, like, this many things, but you don't know what what that number is. Yeah. I don't represent things abstractly. Language is hard enough. There are as many things as I have fingers. Um, I mean, I don't talk to really. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you tell people sure. things. Sure. Um, but Shiona, you're also down, up maybe. there, so you can do something while you're climbing. You'll get there next round, and you guys are down. I'm assuming. Yeah. Are they within reach? Um, uh, they just attacked me. Yeah, so. they just attacked uh, Galhon or Jagatol. Right. No, stabby stab. Jagatol. Stabby stab. Stabby stab. Yep. Um, I don't think that is. I'm assuming they're slightly yes. above us, so we can't get a flank on them. Not quite. Yeah. That's an eight. New. <laughs> and can I make my attack with this round? Yes. Ooh. This is less an initiative and more a uh, frantic flailing. Yeah. Uh, 20? Yes, that hits. And 4 damage. Oh, better than nothing. Alright. Uh, one of them squawks angrily at you as you as you jab at it. Because none of you speak low common, so you can't tell what they're saying. Um, and uh, <laughs> it just kind of squawks angrily at you. Um, and that brings it back to their turn, and then next turn you'll actually get to do something because you'll reach the climbing point. Uh, it's going to be, uh, well, it's a 19 on the die. Yeah, that hits me. Uh, that's one point of piercing damage. <laughs> the other one... That's a seven. Misses you. <coughs> so now, tank. the three of you can do things. Do it with my tank I thing. tie the rope off and drop it down. <laughs> All right. 
The two of you can begin to climb. Cool. <laughs> you can come up now. Also, there are harpies. Uh, I'm assuming an eight is definitely a miss. Yes. Eight is indeed a miss. Shiana, are you attacking Shiana? Oh, yes. There are harpies, there are harpies currently, not metaphorically. Uh, Fourteen is also right. Thank you. Yes. Your, your dialect's four today. It really does. That doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. Because we're having trouble hitting these harpies. You just uh, demolished those four wolves. Why do you hate me? And two of the harpies. I mean, I haven't, I the haven't, numbers are lower, so there's higher variance. I haven't begun. I haven't begun casting my buffs yet. <laughs> so Austin, I just threw it down in anger. Yeah, it's a twenty. Yeah. It's a spike. <laughs> it's mocking me right now. Uh, it's like that fire spirit. Harpy go. Harpy one goes for Dangatal with the javelin. That is a fifteen. Uh, that is exactly amazing. That's six points of piercing damage. All right, so I've taken twelve so far. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, second one goes after you again. As a twenty-one. Twenty-one hits. That is four points of piercing damage. All right. Uh, that's sixteen. I am actually down. The troll goes unconscious. I reach out to grab if I can do anything. I, I I'm reaching out to try to grab one of the harpies. Okay, you're trying to grapple or are you trying to cast a spell? I'm trying to grab, just grapple. Yeah, go ahead. So roll me a touch that. Yeah, that hits. You're on your grapple check. Thirteen. Yeah, oh, sorry, twelve. They have a nineteen on their grapple check. Uh, yeah. They only have a plus two grapple. They roll a seventeen. Touch, but I can't grab. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Then so. yeah, you can't get a grip on them. All right, and then you get action or strong. <laughs> one damage. One bunch of damage. You, you chuck that pebble. <laughs> hey, one damage. Oh, enough enough times. You only have to hit somebody for one damage twenty times to kill them magic. Yes, counting to twenty and magic is a thing. <laughs> Worst way to kill somebody. Or the best way to kill somebody. Uh, Jangatal, make me a death saving throw. You two start climbing. Yes. Yeah. Alright. You good? Yep. Uh, harpies are gonna go after Shiona. Ah, that's okay. At least all they're gonna do to me is kill me. That's I am the only one that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, well, one of them go after Shiona, one of them go after you. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, 20, which is gonna be two piercing damage to you. And the other one's gonna go after Garrick, which is an eight. <laughs> that's a miss. Uh, not this round, but next round. Uh, what are you guys doing on this round? I, I, um, I uh, reach a hand out and slam behind me, hitting a spiritual drum that just sort of fades out of translucency as I cast war drums. Okay. Uh, all allies within 30 feet of me. Oh, I'm sorry. All allies within 50 feet of me get a plus two morale bonus to damage for the next minute. As you hear the the sound, the sound of war drums begins to play in the background. The so, uh, um, I'm going to rage and stab. Okay, you fly into a rage. This, ro- this I, rogue rages a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I um, she's in a constant rage. Um. I rolled. I, I, I got a 20. 
22 that, that, that hits. 22 Roll damage. And get a plus okay. two, another plus two for my D6. Plus six. I don't know why I'm rolling a D2. 18 damage. The one she's playing with. Uh, so that hits five. Eleven. And you get it's dead, actually. You hit the other one. Okay. <laughs> okay. You get another plus two to your damage as well. Uh, eight points of damage. That was the one that got her shot. It's they're both dead. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Uh, by accident, probably. <laughs> Wait, I can't help it. Fail. So you 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 you, uh, you 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 uh, you reach out and aim with the crossbow at the one that that got hit with the with the with the shard of earth, and you you fumble with your crossbow and you lunge forward to try and grab it and you fall flat on your face but you hit the trigger. And it's aimed up just high enough that it catches the harpy in the back of the neck. And as she's bringing up her spear to jab again at the orc, she just goes, yeah! And it just tumbles off the edge of the cliff. That's pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> I like how I, this put, I put myself in like melee combat as an intimidating presence twice this session and have taken no damage. They tried to hit you. They still hit you. Uh, I've been putting myself in melee combat a lot and have taken like to get forty out. points of damage yeah. over the two fights. I would like to st- I would like to do a, a heal check on him while we're waiting for the priest to get up there. Yeah. Roll me another death saving throw. I made all three death saving throws. Okay. Uh, so you get up um, in the next round and you can heal if you so desire. Can you restore hit points with the heal check? No. Not unless you have. Like, you can just stabilize with the heal check. No. How much damage did the two of you take? You're you're. One now. I'm only down two. Okay. He's unconscious. <laughs> I'm unconscious. I, I'd go for him. I'm at zero. Yeah. Wait, um, can you be at zero? He regenerates by the hour at first. Uh, we're on a yeah. She will throw you off. Yeah, yeah we're going to figure out how this whole the new death yeah, system fast healing works because otherwise I will literally always uh, As long as you're conscious, you regenerate. Yeah. Or you're conscious, yeah. If you're unconscious, you stop regenerating. Uh... Is, are there any other harpies presenting themselves to be to be It does down? not appear to be. It seems to be a relatively small mess. There only seem to be the four. Uh, I am going to pull a torch out of my bag and light it and start setting the nest to light. Alright, so you heard me like You're going to wait for everyone to get off yet? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm waiting for everybody to get start getting down, but like, right. that's my plan. Also, while I'm doing that, it's going to be valuable. Um, go ahead and let me uh, searching. Check. Yeah. 13. 13? Alright. Um, 16. 16? Level 1. The two of you find uh, amongst the bones, uh, you find uh, some inside some tattered remnants of clothing that looked like it might have belonged to a human at some point. Uh, maybe a human, maybe an orc. It's hard to say at this point after all that decomposition. Um, the skeletal structure is smaller than you expect most orcs to be, but the jaw has been so far broken you can't tell if that tusks or not. Um, but you find a grand total of uh, fifteen copper pieces, um, and also and also a dagger that hasn't been completely destroyed. I'll take the dagger from the very least. It'll be uh, if it's not magical, just a dagger. Yeah, it'll it'll. I mean, I can do detect magic with it, but I don't think it'll be. Um, it's metal for my blacksmith. Um, upon being brought back, uh, I'm going to look around and I'm going to start eating one of the harpies. <laughs> Jagatol just immediately uh, gets up, straightens out, orientates no himself. Threat. No threat. 
That's right. Okay, uh, dead harpy. Ha! Tastes like chicken. Um, uh, he, it, to be polite, because he understands how it works, he will rip off chunks of meat and offer them to other people. <laughs> Completely raw. <laughs> I'm, just standing here with, I'm standing here with a lit torch. I will take the offering and put it in my bag. <laughs> I don't normally eat raw, do I? I can because I have, I have cookies. Usually not. So. Good, growing up, also, most right, people don't eat sentient beings. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they are technically humanoids. So, Shiana looks at the goblin. <laughs> also, they don't. They, they. I mean, they. They look. They look like that. So you know. She looks at the goblin, just dryly says, Let me guess, she had a great personality. <laughs> it, it, it was this troll sitting there on a blind date. I'll never listen to a troll again. <laughs> like, she's straight faced. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up. But she's straight faced through all this. Welcome, friend. Greetings, Let, greetings. Let's go down to you. How about you describe yourself? Oh, um. Just, just your standard foot by uh, goblin. Uh, green skin, of course. Yellow eyes. Short black hair. Just uh, leather armor. Has a silly crossbow and doesn't know what to do with. <laughs> Can't hit a thing with it. <laughs> and uh, all the stuff in the pack, you know, just miscellaneous junk hair in there. You look like a wandering junk merchant. Pretty much, yeah. Would you like assistance getting to Razor Hill? It's the uh, nearest uh, cell. I've got no place else to go. I can go that direction. Let's get you out of here. Also, I uh, believe you dropped this. I think I need your yes, stuff. My stuff. My stuff. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. If you don't mind, I'm going to light this nest on fire. I think we should all climb down. Thank you very much. I extend a hand. <laughs> I. Oh no! You fall for it. <laughs> okay, there's this little, this little vibration in the hand because uh, there's a little, there's a little drill thing in my hand that has a little. Uh, the joy buzzer. The joy buzzer thing. Yes. You get, you get joy buzzered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Show the joy buzzer and take it off and put it in my pack. My doesn't really know how to react. I, I, I thought, I thought, there's only really two of us that have hands small enough that that would work on anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing there holding a torch waiting for you guys to start climbing down. Doing, doing, oh, okay. doing that for the troll might not have been the best of ideas. <laughs> Right. He was going to be the one that's going to... That could work, anyway. but... Hey, doing it... Doing it... Uh, Shiana would have not been. Shiana and Lee are the only two that have hands small enough. Because Ron and Cliff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would have been fast enough that it wouldn't have been painful. No, not that. Slice. You've got a joy She has Wolverine claws. Yes. It she would just start off. Yeah, it would have worked. I saw that. Okay, I'll climb down. Thank you. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. Thank you very much. I'm going down the rope. Hey, this is my rope, isn't it? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is. Some of it is, not all of it. Yeah, well, some of it, yeah. Shannon's gonna like poke the troll. Troll looks up. Points down. Climbing motion. Um, I mean, not waste the meat. I'm gonna curl the harpy. Uh, body over the edge. So <laughs> later, he's rolling over to the edge of the, over the nest and just push, and it goes crunch. Out of out of out of concern for Jangatal's uh, diet, I will kick the other harpy off as well. Uh, the other harpy already fell off. Yeah, the other harpy fell off when he got killed. Okay. 
Once everyone's down, I mean, torch. All members of the horde, you'd be used to the idea of trolls. Yes, trolls, animals. There are two races in the horde that eat that that eat other sentient beings: trolls and undead. And not all of them do. Not all of either of them do. Very few Forsaken do, actually, if I recall. Yeah, it's a a specific feat, and it's usually considered to be a necessity if they ever do it. It's like, I need to not die right now, so I'm going to eat this humanoid. It puts it in some regeneration. Foolish side. Trolls just... Some some just do it as part of their old culture. They're distancing themselves from that, but it still exists. Yeah. It doesn't bother I am thoroughly off the point. (laughs) <laughs> so long as you're off foot, not on this nest, as it starts to catch fire. You put you put the torch you put the torch to it, and it, it starts to burn because it's dry kindling. Yeah. It's twigs and well, stuff. Toss the rope down and start climbing down. Right. You make your you make your way back down from the cliff face and back to the sign, uh, which denotes the um, travel between Razor Hill. And and uh, denotes the, the the fork in the road between the road from the Valley Trials to either Razor Hill or Ascension Village. It's about night, uh, and it's the middle of the night now. Yeah, so you might want to find you might want to camp on the side of the road, perhaps. I uh, on the way down from the cliff. I, I, I by the way, I, I reached in and grabbed that piece of harpy and just threw it as far as I could on the way down. <laughs> um. Probably make camp. Yeah. You all, you all have tents. Uh, you're all, you're all supplied with tents yeah, and about a week's worth of rations. I have in front of me. What do you think? I, I, I roll a natural twenty on my trade cooking check, which is makes it a twenty-five to make dinner. Yeah. You, you, you sit down. You start, you start a campfire. You set some meat out uh, above, the, above the spit, and you start actually cooking. Not harvey meat, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I pass on that. Yeah, this is mostly, considering where we're at, it's, it's probably boar meat. Boar meat and scorpion meat. I mean, meat. if I was going to eat a harpy, I wouldn't have been rescued. Like, never mind. <laughs> I mean, one does follow the other. <laughs> and uh, when, with, with that line, that is where we will end for the night. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>